I said, you know what? I'm going to cut the fuck out of myself. I'm going to make a big goddamn mess. I got a big white canvas. <laughs> and all these motherfucking Japanese guys are going to wrestle in my fucking blood. And that sounds really gross. and sounds really stupid. But I've done that a few times. I've cut myself just to make a mess. So many times I can't remember. I do it just to amuse myself. You're one of the contributors. <laughs> this is this. Uh, IWA mid-south <laughs> canvas. Yeah, well, nah, I don't think I ever did it there. Usually if I got real good color is IWA is because I was drinking. <laughs> you know, but other times I would go out of my way to cut myself to make a big goddamn mess. So you and Pondo had a big bloody mess. Right, right. Immediately fly back. Well, I stayed up. I stayed up. I first I did the big match. Then I stayed up all night drinking. Then I flew home, wrestled so much. <laughs> I've seen part of it. It's uh, it's it's kind of a nothing movie, but in a really cool way. Yes, it's very, it's fucking, it's. If it's the original Miami Vice thing, like, which is really funny, I, I mean, it's sort of like, because people would say, like, Michael Mann, like, well, but I mean, obviously he fucking created the TV show. Sure, sure. Nothing is hell. It just, but it was, like, revolutionary for the time, but that's because it had, it was, like, a hundred percent style. There are people who, like, insinuate that it had substance and shit, and it's like, no, if you, like, right. TV had substance back then, have you seen, like, a fucking Barney Miller episode? <laughs> no, what you've got here is basically, like, if you modern, if you directly modernize and push it forward 20 years, the Miami Vice TV series with its, like, new wave aesthetic, and yeah. you, like, push that into, like, 2005 or whenever this came out, and, like, what, what do you do? Instead of playing Phil Collins, you play Mogwai, and that's what that's what the that's what a modern Miami Vice is. It's perfect. Um, yeah, it's just that like you can't have uh, fucking Jamie Foxx and Colin Farrell like embody it as, in the same way. Yeah, I think I think they have they have a very sleaze energy. It's great. Um, do you is that our intro? Do you want to do you have something you want? That sounds good to me. All right, we'll talk about Miami Vice. Welcome to Wrestling is Gross, episode 13. This is our Michael Mann uh, complete and accurate ret- retrospective. Um, we're going to be talking about Mohicans, uh, Black Hat, uh, Manhunter, all the good stuff. Wait, is that? Yeah, that's him, right? Manhunter? Yeah, of course. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah, we'll be talking about all of the... No, uh, welcome to Wrestling is Gross. My name is Bucky. My name is Siobhan. And we are recording. I see the levels going up. Usually we do a test, but we're just going to fucking fly by the seat of our pants on this one. Um, Fucking do it live. Yeah. Uh, It's Isaac de Bancole, I believe is the guy's name. He's a Brazilian guy or something. He's in City of God. He's just showed up and he's talking to uh, Hulk from from The Wire. Yeah. Uh, Dominic Lombardazzi, I believe his name is. Um, one of the one of the great all time actors. He played Dom on uh on, on Entourage. Now have you seen Entourage? No. Oh. Well, we'll get there. Um yeah. pretty sick I, show. I, I, yeah, uh you know a lot of Adrian uh Granier, uh disgusting man. Yeah. No, great. Um, definitely, definitely, we should talk about him. Did you? Did we do? Did I say my name? Did you say your name? 
Yes, we did not uh, episode one this. Uh, okay, okay. Well, I, just we did, case, we said the name of the show. Yeah, did we just uh, all right? Just in case, wrestling is gross. The audio art, the most dangerous podcast. Uh, my name is Bucky. My name is Siobhan. Okay, just you know, double down. Uh, it, it's safer to do that than than to not do it at all. Um, yeah. So Miami Vice will not be distracting to me because it is very much a nothing movie, but in the best possible way. It's very Spring Breakers. Um, I think you could... Uh, have you seen Spring Breakers? Yes. Yeah, I, I feel like they're very similar films. I mean, obviously they're in similar locales, uh, but just in the way that like a lot happens, but not really, and it all happens very slowly and like almost out of focus. Um, very similar, very similar movies. Um so what are we talking about today? It's Memorial Day. It's noon here. It's one one where you're at. Uh, it's Memorial Day afternoon. What do we what do we got here? We're going to be talking about the 2005 feud in CZW between the tough crazy bastards, Necro Butcher and Mr. Insanity Toby Klein. I'm sorry, the crazy and- tough bastards. <laughs> Apparently, <laughs> yeah. Multi- yes, it changed a couple of times. Okay. Didn't it? Um, and how strange. Hate Club 3.0, the okay. Wilson brothers, Justice Payne and Nick Gage. Sure. Okay. Yeah. And so- then some guest appearances later on. Yeah, we got some. We got some heavy hitters coming in for for little cameos there. Um, yeah. So the Hate Club, of course, the original Hate Club being Justice Payne and the Wife Beater, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. And then eventually. Um, uh, Nick Gage and Nate Hatred took over the mantle, and then yeah, this is the this is the uh, I, you know maybe the most pure uh, if you really break it down in terms of CZW originals and obviously blood between them. Um, Justice Payne and Nick Gage coming to you from where? National Park, New Jersey. National. So I I still don't believe that's a real place. Um, it's a real place in the sense that it is se- census designated, but it's like it's not a real place in, in the sense that anyone would say like rep it. It's just like oh weird Camden, like yeah, yeah uh, where white people Pal- where white Palmyra? people live in Camden. Is it Palmyra? Uh, is that right? Well, Palmyra's uh, got I mean more money. I mean National Park is like the, the I mean it's a like, girl I dated was from Palmyra. Yes, I remember um, that. Yeah. Okay, I've, I've talked about calling that. back. Okay, yeah, calling back to on uh, F unbelievable. Yeah, the first one. time we. Okay, so we did yeah. talk about that. Okay. Um, yeah. Yes, National Park, New Jersey. Um, it seems to be. Uh, let's see here. Of course, national. For context, in case people uh, lost the thread here, Justice Payne and Nick Gage, the. Harris? No, not the Harris brothers. The Wilson brothers. Yes. Uh, <laughs> um, if 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 they if they if they actually are Jewish, that would be very fucking weird yeah. if they were the Harris yeah. brothers. Yeah, we do not know their uh, their their origins. Uh, like beyond, they started wrestling in 1999 together. We have no idea what their uh, beliefs are. And also, there's a man on the screen with multiple. Uh, Multiple swastikas tattooed on him in Miami Vice right now. Uh, it's in Gloucester County, New Jersey. As of the 2010 United States Census, the, the borough's population, it's listed as a borough, by the way. Um, yeah. 3,036, which is a decline from the 3,205 from the 2000 Census. So it's, it's in a downturn. Um, yeah, so that's, that's interesting to me because National Park, New Jersey, seems like a really gross place. Um, 
Yes, that whole I mean that whole area, you know, the you know, the Dennis Coraluzo belt mm-hmm. of uh sort of it's not great, no. Uh that and that is like right south of Camden. You know, so that's not yeah, like it's not dissimilar to where I live, but on the other side of the river, the good, the other, the good side of the yeah. Delaware River. So. Yeah, it changes a lot when you go over that bridge, for sure. Um, I'm assuming. I haven't been there. Um, I don't think I've been there. I may have been there. I really don't know anymore. Um, so, yeah. You've been here. You haven't been there. Right. Yes. It's uh, a lot of metaphors. Um, so, yeah, National Park, New Jersey, baby. We're starting off with the... Uh, Tough Crazy Bastards, the Crazy Tough Bastards, uh, Necro Butcher and Toby Klein versus Nick Gage and Justice Payne. This is from June 11th, 2005. CZW. All the matches tonight will be from CZW. Um, um, one of my favorite CZW show names of all time, Violent by Design, Synthesized Euphoria. I'm sorry, say that again. <laughs> CCW, CCW, Violent by Design, Synthesized Euphoria. Synthesized Euphoria. Okay. Yeah, that is some Queensryche shit out of, out of the dig, isn't it? That is really something. Um, say it one more time. <laughs> CCW, Violent by Design, Synthesized Euphoria. It's so hard to uh, let that seep into my brain synthesized euphoria <laughs> okay uh, i like it too i think that i think you're probably right that might be the greatest all time except for stretched in smyrna which uh of course i do want to give a shout out to the guy who uploaded this match um who has posted he's posted I, i'd say like 10 20 percent of his account is ccw iwa like garbage wrestling and the other 80 percent is hardcore gay pornography um, on VK. I believe his name is Sean Holiday. Um, I think that's right. Yeah, he's, uh, he, so he's got some really good stuff. Uh, this, this guy on, on VK has, uh, he's got two playlists. Uh, one of them is music videos, uh, which has five videos, uh, and was updated two months ago. And the other one is gay videos, which has 415 videos and was updated, uh, two hours ago. Uh, so he's an active poster, of course. It's, it's always good to see the, the posters uh, continue to post. Uh, posters got to post, if, of course. Um, and he's really killing it. And he brought us this match, this beautiful match. Uh, this is Falls Count Anywhere. Um, yes. Yeah. For the CZW World Tag Team titles. Um, yeah. That were, okay, that were won from uh, Team Cash and oh. that whole shit. We're not talking about KGDEF. Well, we will, we will have, cover that match eventually, for sure. Yes, and of course that is where the Hate Club 3.0 formed after Nick Gage betrayed Nate Hatred to win, uh, to give. They just can't. Uh, they just can't stay together, can they? Yeah, to give Justice Payne and Wife Beater the win, and then Justice Payne betrayed uh, Wife Beater and Big Max Mac. Of course, go on girls chat, Big Max Mac. <laughs> um, and that is the Hate Club 3.0. The Wilson brothers, Nick Gage, Justice Payne, and the dude, Dewey Donovan. Yeah. Can't yeah. forget Dewey. So 3.0, um, um, yeah, that, it's, it's a, it's a cool team. Obviously, Gage and Payne have mostly, uh, performed as enemies throughout the years, but, um, yeah, it's, it's fun to see them 
do their brotherly thing. Uh, Justice Payne uh, immediately hops on the mic, tells the audience to get to be ready to get out of the way. Um, and then Toby hits the ring alone through the crowd. The crowd is chanting for Necro. Um, and this is the moment when I, re- I realized that this is the day. This is June 11th, 2005. This is the day that Necro Butcher fought Samoa Joe earlier uh, and arguably the most famous match in IWA history. Probably like a top five infamous indie match of all time, would you say? Yeah, the most famous non-ECW match at the arena. Yeah, okay, for sure, for sure. I think that's a very uh, fair thing to say. Uh, you you see a lot of people post about that match, uh, you know, like on, on Reddit or whatever, and they'll just be like, look at this crazy thing, look at Samoa Joe uh, working this crackhead or whatever, and it's just like, you know, whatever. It's cool that people are watching this, but it, it's obviously that matches. What are your thoughts on that match? Because I think it's really good. I think it's really great, actually. I think it's fuck yeah, it's really great. It's okay. I don't I don't know. It's it's pretty self contained and per- like there's backstory, but it's like I think literally a lot a famous line in the commentary of the an all time great uh, mini team of uh, Prezak, Dave Prezak, CM Punk, and Eddie Kingston is mm-hmm. Ian was fucking high. What yeah. the fuck this? <laughs> well, that's I'm the thing. Yeah, the IWA had feuds, but their feuds were like the Rottens versus the Tomasellis and like dumb shit like that. The the IWA like the good IWA shit by and large is dream match stuff. It's it's people. It's it's Ian and Jim Fannin and J.C. Bailey's dad just smoking away a fucking paycheck and figuring out what they're gonna do in Clarksville next weekend. Like that is yeah, that yeah, is what like, IWA is all about. Yeah, like if the Zandig, like the Zandig thing is, is like building to like these big things, and, and not they don't necessarily pay off. Sure, but we'll get to that. he wants we will to. Get to that. But like the IWA thing is because they ran so many damn shows, yeah. it would be like a feud would be like either last forever, but it would be just like they would be they would just be, it would be like twenty matches in a row, mm-hmm. or it would be like a one month thing. Yeah, like it would, and it would just be like whatever we can get done like there was very little it's much more organic much more we have a fucking date we got to put shit on what 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 the hell do we do guys i don't know yeah Uh, yeah Uh, yeah the the e in essence as it obviously (laughs) yeah in essence wake me up wake me up inside um i uh (laughs) sorry uh so yeah I think it's totally ne- fair to say that that is that is one. I think it's one of the greatest matches of of the decade, Necro and Joe. Um, and then this match happened four hours later. <laughs> <laughs> so Necro comes out. He's wearing tennis shoes, which is different. Um, I think we've talked yeah. about if I think we actually talked about whether or not we've ever seen Necro wrestle in shoes before. And then we get an extended stretch, all all four matches, shoes. Yeah, well, that's the which- TCB or the CTB, depending on. That's that's the the bastards wear shoes. That's what <laughs> the bastards wear shoes. That's maybe the title. Um, yeah, Necro comes out with a trash can lid and beats the shit out of the hate club. Uh, so early on, and this is going to be a recurring theme. Justice Payne uh, often does not lean into shots. Now, when I was a kid, I noticed he always tried really, really hard. Even though he was in matches where broken glass was present, he would try very hard to not get cut by the glass. Yes, this is a, a fascinating thing. Justice Payne had no problem taking gigantic bombs. I know we're, we're gonna we're gonna go over 
fucking dozens of them. It's crazy. But like, but he was not a guy who liked bleeding. Yeah, he, and which is fine. Clearly, listen, that's fine. That's okay. It is. But as a thirteen-year-old watching two thousand two CZW, it always stuck out since everyone else in there is just really into fucking themselves up. Like, it's a promotion full of guys who who know that the the quickest way to get over is to cut themselves and to, to, to jump into sharp objects and pain is just not there for that. Like it's, it sticks out and you see it throughout it, He bumps like crazy, but he also seems to be a little tentative with some of his bumps. Um, but yeah, we will, I've got plenty of those written down. Um, so yeah, they, they Necro does sent on Tomiko. Eric calls it, uh, Atomico, at least, uh, he does it over the top, uh, or off the top, over the ring post, lands on his feet, which is always really funny, uh, it's a dive that pretty much any man could actually do, you just roll forward off the top rope, but nobody does it, because it's insane. Yes. Uh, they brawl into the crowd and into the street, and this is where Justice Payne takes a suplex in the fucking road, like... Yes, he bumps, like, he is willing to bump in the street, it's, it's weird... Like, yeah, it's, where he draws it's the very, line. Yeah. Um, we get some beautiful fucking shots into this um, sort of, mm. not like a, gar- like a I, garage. I, I had it written like, as a garage door, but then I, I, I backspaced. It's a, sort of like a storage unit door. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's it would like flexible. cover up a restaurant and like the food court at the mall. Yeah, exactly. And it's But it's flexible, so like makes disgusting beautiful sounds and it reverberates you see the impact it like sort of ripples through you know when the um the helicopter hits the building in the matrix and it ripples it's kind of like that (laughs) yeah and we get i mean it has the pure ass old school cage effect of just like like i mean necro butcher just bashes nick gage's head into it and rakes face into it and you can just Mm -hmm. see the blood and it's oh it's incredible yeah it's, it's rickety, it's, but it's also, like, it's got impact. Uh, this is around the time when Eric says, this is like an insurgency right now. So there yeah, you go. He, <laughs> he, the that. man loves his references, too. Uh, he's very timely, let's yeah. put it that way. Yeah, 2005. Uh, I, who, who even knows what's going on back then? Um, so, yeah, well, again, while Justice Payne does not like getting hit with shit, he does seem to have no problem taking vertical suplexes on concrete or even the bleachers. Uh, Toby suplexes him on the bleachers, which is a very uneven and just shitty looking landing where your multiple parts of your body are hitting at different times. Just not a, not a good way to go. Yeah. Um, the famous Sabu line about how one thumbtack hurts way worse than a hundred thumbtacks sure. is sort of applicable to the bleachers because you can, there's no way to get all of your back onto it or anything. Yeah. And you have no so idea just, how you're going to land. There's no planning for it. Like, yeah, it's going to be like all shoulder blade or all spine. It's not. Yeah. You cannot flat back. Yeah, it sucks. Flat back, bump it. It's. Um, I've never taken a bump on the bleachers before, but it seems bad. Um, yes. And also, what we, Shane Mercer now brings the bleachers in the ring, apparently. So I guess we'll probably see more of that in the future. Iron Demon, baby. Yeah, that um, guy is fucking great. Uh, yeah, so I I don't know. I have a lot of notes about like individual spots, but I don't know if we really want to get into it because it's because there's plenty of spots throughout these shows. Um, Payne gets thrown off the balcony. Yes, uh, we're like um, not 
yes. not um, the crow's nest. It is just it was the sound area. Yeah, the Miller Lite skybox at I the was, time. I was wondering if you'd have that written down because it, I have it written down as they're fighting on a weird balcony. <laughs> yes, uh, Gargiulo explicitly says, "I've never seen anybody go up there before," yeah. and then he brings up like. I was there when you about um, Nick Gage throwing Nick Burke off of the balcony at the Champ Sport Arena in yeah. Sewell, New Jersey. Yeah, he says like Sewell. Yeah, Sewell. I always said Sewell. He, it is Sewell. I wanted to do Sewell just to, to just be annoying. Yeah, I know it's Sewell. Sewell. What's in it? Yeah, fucking. You, you know, been to, have you been to Sewell? I've never been to Sewell, but of mm. course, I, I know I fucking you know. Beautiful you know. this time of year. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, there's a. Uh, it's it's the weird thing about the arena about the ECW arena is that there are like legitimately like five different places that you could do a dive from like there's a lot of real estate up high uh, which is cool yeah. it's really cool uh, and then we do get a balcony bump Justice Payne gets thrown off the balcony and lands he goes through a table but lands feet first so <laughs> again there's a hesitancy in his overall bumping and like shot taking but he, you know at least he's willing to do it um there's, it's a cool, like, top-down overhead shot of the bump, so you don't get, like, the wide angle showcasing, like, the height of the fall, but the top-down uh, angle of the camera really shows, it, de- it really demonstrates the speed uh, with which he goes to the floor. And yes, he lands on his feet as he goes through a table, which is, I guess, I guess it would hurt less in the moment, but you're going to break your ankles, dude, don't do that. Yeah. Um, oh, and then he kicks and out then- it, too, by the way. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, uh, fuck. Um, net. We get. We cut back to Necro and Nick in the ring. Punch out. Bar yeah. fight. Yeah. Uh we we get a lot of Necro punches, and they never get old. They never get old. No. Um, it's a short bar fight spot here. It's a short one. Um, yeah, Nick Gage is a good puncher. He's not Necro. No, and you can see Gage call for Necro to move into the next spot. Actually, you see him call, uh, and then Necro moves into like a, a headbutt. Uh, but yeah, they like they trade a couple. But yeah, Gage is hard. But Necro has big fucking hands. Um, yeah. As 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 Drake Younger would say, he's a, he's a grown fucking man. Um, at some point um, in here, Dewey Donovan comes in or interferes, and and I don't remember the details, but I do have written down that Eric Gargiulo says Dewey Donovan is such a student of the game. So, hilarious, yeah. yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know he monitors the referees. He, it's yeah. Like, right. Okay. He's what watched wrestling say, before, yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and speaking of the ref, he gets thrown over the top to the floor. Then Necro uh, throws a chair at him over the top yes. of the floor. Uh, yeah, this would be Brian Logan, and Brian he gets Logan. fucking whipped. He gets fucking ruined by that chair. Yeah. Kicks ass. Great bump. Great over-the-top bump. Not an easy bump to take. Um, probably one that most trained referees have been t- taught to take, but he takes it in a very CZW 2005 sort of way. Um, yeah. And then we get a we get a crazy spot where Payne engaged double suplex Necro over the top rope uh, from the apron onto the concrete, which is insane. Yes, and uh, Toby goes for a fucking pinned on um, Nick Gage, I believe, and it's there's no ref <laughs> because Necro just fucking killed it. Yeah, yeah. Oh <laughs> uh, hell yeah, yeah. Uh, it's great. So it, it's it, Necro taking the fucking suplex over the top to the floor. Like that's a that. So that's a spot you would see. Like that was a spot that was in like WWF No Mercy, and I just never like thought anything of it. But every time I've ever seen it in 
actually happen. Like Punk takes one at like Money in the Bank, the famous John Cena match. Yeah. Um, you know, you you see you see uh, Triple H take the back body drop over the top. You know, when he's feeling very like Harley Race about himself. Yeah. Um, like guys take these bumps, and every time I'm just shocked because it is such a a crazy far flat bump. Um, and also Necro just fought Samojo and one of the It took again, an expla- an exploder onto his fucking on, forehead. On forehead oh. yeah. Classic. Like um <laughs> Jesus Christ is my Toby's blade job. Toby's blade job. Um this is probably the best blade job of any we see in this in these matches, right? Yeah. He comes into it with, you know, uh classic uh the leopard print shorts, mm-hmm. which already have, which are already ripped. I don't know if he ripped them earlier because uh, he was in a six man, I think, um, on the uh, IWA show. Well, there's I no, don't... there's no reason they would have had to be ripped in the match earlier that day because you see Nick Gage these days just comes out and rips shorts every fucking every match. Yeah, it's like how I mean, uh, Necro, but uh, I think in the in the next match has a pair. Of jeans with a with the crotch blown out on them, it doesn't matter. But it's just like it's so weird. Those pants, those leopard print pants, end up completely pink. Yeah, with saturated with his. And, yeah, I have that written down. You uh, can't even see the leopard spots. Uh, it's, it's so it's ludicrous. Yeah, yeah. Blood in his in his beard and all of that. I mean, we get like a great shot after he throws Justice Pan and he's doing off the balcony and he's doing the hoo hoo. And you're like, and it's just this fucking maniac. He's got one of, uh, as far as like deathmatch wrestlers go, I think he's he's maybe the greatest uh, look into the camera close up. Yeah, he has a fantastic one in the first match we ever did. Yep. Or he said, Necro, yep. I told you I'd make you bleed. I did. Yeah. And yeah. It's, yeah. he's so, he, he, I think is... Yeah, part we should, of why we should I, mention I, that. The first match we ever covered on the show was Toby versus Necro from IWA. Uh, King of the Death Matches 03. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so this is a nice, you know, this coming back to that. Yeah. Yeah, it's he's part got, of why. He's got I, a face. He's got a hell of a face. Part of why I wanted to do this show and why it was like, oh, hell yeah, to you, it was like, Toby Klein, I think, is immensely underrated. Yeah, he's. I don't. I think people who know him don't underrate him. I think, I, I think that's the point. I think yeah. it's, it's more that he didn't get the shots that Necro did, and that's the thing. And yeah. then Necro, like, he had to work fucking crazy to get those. Yeah, but he, and he lucked into was, the wrestler deal. Like, yeah, it, they, but the, the universe Toby, was looking out for Necro in a way that it was not for Toby. Yeah, and it's just, but he he's so fucking good. Um, yeah. and then you know, okay, so. What's our our next big spot? Um, well, uh, Necro throws Pain over the top, and he does sort of like a he does like a Jerry bump. Um, the crowd, so Necro gets pinned, uh, or Toby gets pinned by uh, by Gage, uh, but Necro breaks it up, and he looks very fatigued. Uh, he yeah, he just goes with like a. Up. Yeah, for forearm uh, over the back of the neck, which still looks sick as fuck. Yeah, even though it's, he is out it's, though, and the crowd can tell. Like the crowd, the crowd, these these people watched him face Joe. Like, yeah, I would imagine that almost like probably like eighty, seventy five, eighty percent of the people that are watching this match were at the show four hours prior, where where Joe faced Necro or Necro faced Joe. Um, so they know what he's been through today. And when he breaks up that pin, as he just slowly, dejectedly makes his way in to just, yeah, throw a fucking elbow to the back of the head with desperation, uh, the crowd, the crowd comes to life. They are like, 
way into this at this point. Um, and then, yeah, Necro hits like a fucking tiger driver on, uh, on, on Gage for two and then like an insane, insane chair shot and chain, insane chair shot. And then we get the big spot. We get the big, probably the thing that this match is most famous for, right? Yeah. So, this, okay. So, um, he sits Gage down and we get a classic, classic sea of chairs. I'll yeah. let, because uh, uh, he asks Toby to throw him a chair and throws him a couple. One of them nearly does the, um, I can't remember. There's, uh, it's, it's a, yeah, it's like a match where it's like, I forget, it doesn't matter, but it's like where, like, someone just gets, like, right with, like, the, uh, leg of a chair right in the top of the head, and sure. it's just gruesome. A bad it's like spot that sort to of thing. Yeah, and and that just like and then Necro just being at this moment, he is the, he could have, I mean, he could have fucking run against. He would have run against Mayor Street, Mayor John Street for a Philadelphia mayor and gotten one hundred percent of the fucking vote. <laughs> Who's that? Um, John Street. Yeah, John Street. He was a terrible mayor. Um, <laughs> he. Uh, he, uh, Necro calls for sea chairs, and my god, it's so good. It's classic. Yeah. It's, um, and we'd get another, um, uh, the more famous Necro one is the one in Edison from, um, Ring of Homicide against, in the Homicide match, but this yeah, one from is the, just from beautiful. the CCW ROH feud, right? Oh, six. Yes. Yeah, yes, this which, is a good one too, though. Uh, I, I think the most famous chair throwing is probably the original, like, it was the, was it, Funk and it was Terry and Dory versus the Public Enemy. Is that right? I, I think it's Foley. Like that. Yeah, it might have been. I mean, Funk, it might have been Funk and Foley. I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah, think, yeah. Because Foley, I've, I'm certain that sounds about right. Funk and Foley versus uh, yeah, Public Enemy. But and yeah, he, he calls for the chairs and the and the folks deliver. Um, it's it's a it's a big chair throwing fucking nightmare. I I really like these things, even though they're very reckless and scary, and they became a little too common uh, in in the year or two that followed this. But I think uh, this is one of the better ones because yeah, Gage is Gage is seated sitting up and like on a steel chair in the middle of the ring while the chairs start to be thrown. And there's like a security guy who's like threatening somebody while the people like behind him are still throwing chairs. Uh, it's pretty. It's pretty great. It's pretty. Yeah, great. it's uh, there. Yeah, like the seat, him being seated and then like falling out of the fucking chair because he just has been. I mean, he, he's just getting like dinged and all that. It has like a legit like fucking eighteenth century. It has like an execution look to it. He looks like he's getting. <laughs> I mean, he looks like he's getting like the fucking garage, you know? Or like, like the, they're gonna. The, they're stoning him. Yeah, yeah, like like he's the firing squad. It's fucking. It's a beautiful visual in a way that yeah. just firing pure chairs wouldn't have been. One of my favorites. Uh, <laughs> yeah, love, love a good firing squad. Uh, John Street, uh, Time Magazine listed him as one of the three worst big city mayors in the United States in 2005. So there you go. Yes, uh, approval rating down low enough. Yeah, Necro could have beat him. I'm sure. And uh, yeah. Necro finishes this with a... Or no, he doesn't, actually. Um, I'm thinking of another match. Uh, Necro does a somersault senton into the sea of chairs. Uh, lands on Gage. Kind of. Who knows? It's hard to see, because he's buried in probably 30 chairs in the ring. Yeah. Uh, uh, and then, yeah, but Justice Payne is back in to break it up. Uh, superplex by Gage into the chairs gets two. Necro is... Ne- the fact that Necro's taking fucking superflexes 
at all after what he's been through, but into like a sea of chairs is just hilarious. Uh, uh, pain hits a bad pain thriller. We'll talk about yeah. that. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about Justice Payne's dangerous uh, botches, but um, we get a weird the bell rings for some reason, right? Yeah, uh, the timekeeper saw it, one of those sorts of things, but he didn't. Uh, Brian Logan did not call it as a free. Uh, Necro fucking rises. Yeah, and the crowd is way late. into it too. Yeah. I mean, the crowd is obviously pissed. It's a very CZW moment, and just like, oh, the execution here. But fucking, ne- and then, uh, Payne puts him away with, uh, a German, uh, like, gives him, like, the full, like, you're not getting the fuck up pin. Yeah. And, yeah, like the shoot pin, yeah. And, yeah, the Hate Club have defended the tag titles, and then immediately, over the louds, over the fucking PA, John Dandick has, has declared that on high stakes free in June there will be a rematch. Is that what that was? So I could tell it was Sandig. Yes. I I couldn't Uh, tell what it was. I I I had no idea what he was saying. Yeah, that uh, fans bring the weapons rematch on in June and fucking hate club. They're. they're deflated. They just put these two psychopaths away, and they're gonna have to do it all again next month. And hell yeah, yeah. that's so perfect. Fucking, you know, uh, pop, uh, you know, Papa John uh, coming over, the voice of God. How, how perfect, <laughs> Papa John. That's rude. Um, <laughs> it yeah. is. Yeah, I'm sorry. The dig. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. No. Uh, so yeah, great match. Maybe the best of the matches that we that we're gonna watch in this. I really like this. Um. Yeah, they all have their own. They all have their own special something too. Yeah, you know? yeah. I think I think the match we'll get to third is probably my least favorite, but maybe that's because, I, I, maybe I, that's I, because it's the only one that doesn't have Justice Payne, who we all love. Yes, I know. <laughs> I know that's so weird. Uh, weird, right? Yeah. Yes. Um, this, go ahead. Um, so, I okay. I believe that uh, June. I think it's. I said at least June, but that's wrong. I believe it's actually okay. So this will be. July 10th. I've got it as July 9th, but we will, hey, we will confirm be, later on. I don't fucking remember. I'm going off of the, uh, I'm going off of the, now this was not posted by the gay porn guy. Uh, yes. Yeah, so uh, whatever your notes are, right? I just don't remember. So I'm going, tr- I'm trusting you. I think I'm a day off on hey, all this. Hey, hey, listen to me. I took this, I took this date from a guy who posted this match on VK, but he didn't post all that gay porn. Now, if it was the gay porn guy, I'd trust him wholeheartedly. Yeah, that that, that, that man immense record keeping. Just yeah, that man knows what he wants. That's exactly right. Knows what he likes. Um, but um, I have it down as July ninth, two thousand five. Yes, high stakes free. We're not going to say the subtitle because it has n- actually doesn't mean anything in this context. No, it's what just, is it? And it, it's Joker's Wild, but that's not going to. That doesn't Joker's actually mean wild. anything okay. in this context. It's just really funny. That's the subtitle. <laughs> Joker's, um, wild. Yes, Joker's Wild, uh, John. <laughs> and this is a fans bring the weapons match. Hilariously, it is not clear that this is for the tag titles or not. Uh, um, and we, it is, of course, is it not? <laughs> yeah, it is, it is it, the matches yeah, for the titles. I know, but it's funny. Uh, Gargiulo says uh, during the match that he is not sure that, you know, the Hay Club, they argued about putting the tag titles on the why is it their call? Wouldn't it just be Zandig? I mean, he just made the match, like, uh, literally 30 seconds after the first one happened. Yeah, without coming just out, like, just over the speaker. <laughs> yeah, it's like, 
and um, which is so good. And this, and we this are, we have fans bring the weapons. Yes, fans bring the weapons. And on commentary, we were joined by a guest, the one, sure. the only, the mad, uh, the, the, the mad king himself, Eddie Kingston. Yeah, the last of the dying breed. Uh, yeah, Necro Butcher and Toby Klein versus Nick Gage and Justice Payne the rematch. Just in case it didn't come through that this is the same people that were in the match before. Uh, yeah, so. Kingston on commentary immediately losing his shit just as the guys are walking out. He's like, "Look at his shirt! Look at his shirt!" Eric says, "Choose death." It's just like, yeah, he, wear, he wears that every every time. King. Like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I, one of the coolest things about Kingston on commentary is it feels like he's always watching wrestling for the very first time, and I really like yes. that. Uh, yeah, he's so he, he just he, uh, Gargiulo asks him rhetorically, "How do you even call a match like this?" And he just says. Just yell a lot. <laughs> <laughs> he's got that. Is he's, he's so like our kind of guy because he like you and I like have like you and I both try to reserve our enthusiasm on some level like because we don't want it to be unlistenable. Um, yes. But like King is like Eddie Kingston is like what what would what that would be like if if we just let ourselves go. Um, yes. And I respect there's, that shamelessness. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of moments where, like, I've told you, like, I mean, I think, I mean, I think the all do is, like, on something particularly, like, grotesque that you weren't expecting, you did a half look away, like, oh, God, yeah, you just yeah. have to reflexively. He just does that on everything, like, you'll just hear, oh, no, oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. There's, <laughs> no, there's no, like, sense of, like, like like repetition, like Eric Arjula will be surprised by something, but he has so many lines. He has the excuse me, well, he's a the journalist. yeah, yes, exactly. This the man is he's from a professional of the utmost mm-hmm. caliber. Mm-hmm. The you know the late great John Howe. Yeah, of course. The late yeah, of course. Very sad what happened uh, to him. Somebody yes, somebody uh, didn't call nine one one. That's what <laughs> that's what yeah. happened. <laughs> There's a reason he said it so often. Yeah, yeah. What if what if John? Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> How the sp- spokesperson for Life Alert? Yeah, there you go. I like that. Uh, uh, Wilford Brimley is that the same? No, that's a different commercial. That's diabetes. Yeah, yeah. Same, so same general subgenre of uh, of infomercial. Uh, yeah. All right, so they set up chairs and put a fucking wooden pallet on them. Uh, we'll talk about that wooden pallet a little more later because I got words to say about wooden pallets. Uh, <laughs> Necro and Toby get out in the crowd, and Necro gets on the mic and says, "Hey, motherfuckers!" <laughs> <laughs> and they, like, I don't know, he just yells for them to come out and fight him in the crowd. And man, Necro is—he just should have gotten more mic time, like exponentially more microphone uh, work, because he is such a like he's such like a Walter Hill character, like a Wal- Walter yeah. Hill, like the guy who directed the fucking Warriors and Southern Comfort. Um, He's like he's very much a a like just dark weird southern guy um who has like a natural he's he's got like a I don't even he's got like a mm, I was going to I keep almost I keep almost referencing like characters from Django Unchained that are like racist uh but he has that kind of energy um but like he not- has this he has an outward charisma he is yeah. but he he has like a slow loris magnetism to him to him where it doesn't seem like <laughs> yeah. but he at the same time is it it's like oh you're immediately engrossed by him but you wouldn't think that if you saw him just yeah. you just like who's this fucking piece of shit um, He's and also, it's a, and if it's you a, listen to him, like, speak, like, in a shoot interview, like, he puts his fucking glasses on, and you're like, oh, this guy's, like, this guy is 
like, all right, so this is a guy who used all his student loan money to buy methamphetamines. Like, this is a guy who who could have been a scholar, but instead he cuts himself. Um, yeah, that's necro. And it's also it's also a great uh, contrast with uh, Toby. It was so theatrical. There's a great moment after they. Oh, and Toby's that probably a fucking dumbass too. I I don't. Yes, there's that beautiful. <laughs> there's that beautiful like after the uh, an, the rematch is announced a month before. It's like where they cut to Toby and Necro. It's like uh, next month it's going to be brains splayed like rotten pumpkins. <laughs> and the way he sells is so good. And it's like. Uh, and then the cut that goes, uh, and we won't have, you won't have fucking, 300 fucking pounds, some fucking monster to solve me about her. I can't do a necro, but it's so, like, it's fine. It's it was fine. Such, that was fine. The, you know, it was such a good, it's such a good contrast. Like, these two, the, yeah. both, you, just these two complete weirdos. They're, uh, they're very the different yeah. and very much the same. They they you know, they they have a have a, a dynamic that works well for them because in the ring they're very similar. Um, but I get the sense that they are nothing alike outside the ring except for they are both willing. Uh, which what 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 are we talking about on the show? Uh, if not willingness, right? Yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So. We get uh, willing is gross. Yeah, well, yes, exactly. There you go. Same. We can keep the acronym the same. Um, so Necro and Toby are out in the crowd. Justice Payne begins this match by spearing Toby into the bleachers, and his head smacks into the seat of the bleachers. Uh, doesn't give a shit. Real savage chair shots. Gargiulo early on says the floor of the ECW arena is so filthy that it's a it's akin to sewage, um, and and. Eddie Kingston seems to be, like, offended almost by that. <laughs> He's like, he didn't seem to agree. Um, but yeah, these matches have so many reckless bumps uh, in the crowd and into, like, loose chairs. Um, yeah. Like, how do you make a hip toss look, like, evil? Um, you do it under three chairs that are spread in an awkward way, awkward way, like, causing the bump to hit oddly. Again, like we said with the, with the bleachers, if you get thrown into chairs in the audience that are that are arranged in a weird pattern you're going to hit multiple parts of your body at different times it's yes there's no like so it's the one thumbtack thing for sure yeah and you it's like how do you how do you make your elbow go limp that's a good question no way to, <laughs> that's a really good question there's no way to just just land and just fucking it's like no you're you, everything like you have no way of preparing for like all of these Cav- like Fantastic this like con <laughs> like concave uh fucking folding chair where you're just landing in the seat yeah and like one part of it's just hitting this flat surface that hurts in one way and the yeah. other parts you're smacking the raised. your ankle against the concrete while your knee is bent sideways over the edge of a chair like it's there's nothing good about this um and they do it i don't know five or six times in this. um so holy holy shit uh at some at some point necro throws gauge through the glass door of the arena? Yes, which is so... I think... The, and that's so... I don't think... Necro Butcher does not seem like a man who would ask permission to do that. No, 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 but no if definitely you know, not. Definitely not. But if you notice, that is already uh, broken already and duct-taped up, which is so... Which, I firstly, I, which I think has to make the bump worse, which is really funny. Sure. The fact that it's, that it, it's not going to give at all. But it was like, hey, you're going to replace it anyway, right? Like, so, I don't yeah, care. So, I think I he noticed that, that and was like, oh, I don't give a shit. I was like, all right, right. fine. I realized that the tape was there after I wrote this down, 
which is, uh, I, I'll just read it verbatim, if you've ever replaced a window, you know that's possibly the most expensive spot that's ever happened in CZW. Yes. Uh, because <laughs> was, re- replacing uh, they, a, like, specific cut of glass like that, we replaced my, so after the, like, ice and just awful blizzards that we had in the Midwest uh, over the winter of, of 2018, 2019, um, in my daughter's room, so it's double pane, like, double hung windows, right? Yeah. Um, and the top half of one of her windows just appeared cracked one day. It just cracked. It just fucking did. Um, $290. And it's a fucking small window. We're talking like yeah. 30 inches by like 18 inches. Like 300 fucking dollars, basically. And just, you know, I mean, you know, sure, maybe we could have gone and gotten it ourselves and installed it ourselves or whatever. And I, I would have cut myself a bunch of times. Yeah. Um, but no, like f- to have that installed, 200 and. 280 something like that 280 300 dollars uh fucking expensive <laughs> so uh but yeah after that i noticed that the there was tape on the window so it had been cracked by let's just say the weather had done it <laughs> yes uh, zandig can't uh, yell at the weather well i mean yes he could he could zandig yelling at the clouds um see i don't i don't know much simpsons but i know about that uh so the keyboard is such a good and relatively safe weapon. He hits him. I don't know who got hit in the head with the keyboard. I think multiple people did. Yes. But watching those keys fly through the air, that, that's, a, that's a good visual. Yeah, the the old, the classic mechanical uh, keyboard with, like, those things just pop the fuck out. Mm-hmm. And it's, though I swear, I think one of, I, I don't know, there's, I mean, obviously we, we will, don't see every single weapon spot, but I do swear that we see Necro with uh, thumbtacks in his head. So I, I'm loving the idea that somebody was just like, I'm just going to glue some thumbtacks to this too. So That's so CCW fan. The, all right, so. I've told I've told the story about my mom taking me to fucking the Northeast to go see the the ROH CCW doubleheader in November 2002. Uh, I've told the story. Um, yeah, and I, I believe I've told the story about how we went and bought a plastic like wiffle ball bat and glued because it was a fans bring the weapons main event. It was the wife yeah. uh retirement match versus Zandig. Um, so we glued thumbtacks in the shape of CZW. Uh, the words, you know, the letters, CZW yes. on the bat. Um, so we, we got on, and I've told all of this, I'm just going to give it, <laughs> fuck it. Um, we got on a charter bus uh, that was specifically for this doubleheader uh, from the Queens Mall, um, I believe. I don't know what it's called. It was a mall in Queens, shopping mall in Queens. Um, and with a bunch of other wrestling Yeah, fans. uh, shout out bat to Bad Max. Yeah. Uh, you find that out for us. Yeah, you know, you know where, <laughs> you know where it is. Um, they used to have a, that mall, and I bought tapes from there, uh, at, on that day, but they had, like, a weird, like, Japanese and indie wrestling, like, middle of the mall kiosk. Hell yeah. Yeah, where you could buy, like, RF videotapes and shit. Uh, that's actually where I bought Best of the Best. I, no, I bought Best of the Best before that. That was where I bought some shit, though. I bought, I bought a few tapes there. Um, and anyways, one of the guys on the on the bus with us had brought a keyboard um, that had thumbtacks taped to each key, um, which is really cool uh, because if you watch that Zandig versus Wife Beater match, you will see a shot. I don't I don't remember who takes it, but one of the guys gets hit with that that thumbtack keyboard, and all the keys stick in them, and it's uh, it's crazy looking. Uh, yeah. I don't, I doubt that match is super good at this point. Uh, I mean, or even at the time, Zandig versus Wife Beater is not a, that's, 
That's an unknown that's not quantity. A, as yeah, they that's, say. Not a, that's not a that's not a dynamic matchup. No, no, definitely not. But uh, yeah, check that out. What we're gonna, I think, I think when uh, when when Connor and Eva do that, because they're gonna get to that eventually. I think I'm gonna go on that one and talk about it. Um, but yeah, that's that's a cool thing. Keyboard is a cool, and we used to use the keyboards in uh, in backyard wrestling a lot. That was like one of our because yeah. it's a just it's like soft, hollow plastic. It doesn't hurt that bad to get smashed over the head with. So. But, uh, yeah, I mean, the expl- like, it's sort of weird, like, a, like the street sign is one of the most common things, but it, it looks like... Oh, God. It's kind of... It, it, firstly, it looks like it's it would suck ass to get hit with. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I have that written down. No fucking I, give, yeah. And, I have but also, <laughs> five words not, I have written down. Traffic signs are not light. That's all I have written yes, down about that. and it's not, like spectacular no. like something just like there's some wood thing or something or, or something that it's nick gage that cool. breaks over necro's head and the thing just fucking explodes and you're like hell yeah yeah you want to see like cardboard like while thinking about it like that that was some like real particle board shit that probably didn't hurt at all but it it breaks apart and it looks cool yeah like that's i think that's sort of one of the core element like key things that you want in the uh, fans bring the weapons matches because it, it there's no i necessarily idea of how violent it could be like mm-hmm. fans bring the weapons match is something that you can run in any promotion really i mean sure. uh, yeah you it's you, just you, like you write guidelines on what they should bring and if you see anything that that uh john thorne talked about this on on the on the aw podcast where it, uh it was like tim donst and nick gage and they were bringing certain things and and thorne was like no t- take that back to your car like you can put restrictions on this at the door you know like yeah it's fine. Uh, yeah, it's just the CZW and uh, IWA, uh, the like the IWA collection, because all three of the U.S. promotions that uh, went, have gone by that, they are the ones that would not give a fucking shit. Yeah. GCW as well, of course. Well, it's just like, you know, yeah, just pull it. As as far as like weapons that like don't look good but hurt really bad are concerned, um, I, I think it was like a, a CM Punk shoot interview at some point. He he talked about one of the Clockwork Orange House of Fun matches with Raven. Yeah. Um, and I said that with a straight face. I didn't even laugh or snort while I said the words Clockwork <laughs> yeah, Orange House of Fun. Yeah, I fucking immediately did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, he, so I believe Raven hits him in the head with a – and, of course, CM Punk was like, I got a concussion from this. Nobody cared. Nobody took care of me afterwards. Um, and he gets hit in the head with a, like, snow shovel. And it just makes, like, no sound, and the crowd doesn't pop at all, and then he claims he got a concussion from it. Like, yeah, of course. Don't don't use that weapon. You've shoveled snow. You're from Chicago. You've shoveled snow, you fucking dumbass. Like, that shit's not... It's just gonna hurt, and it's not gonna make any sound. Like... Come it's, on. It's, and it's fucking awkward as hell. Like, it's not going to be long. You're not going to get... It's, it's hard not going to swing. To be... It's not gonna look good swinging through the air. Like, yeah. You pick the props that are going to hurt the least while showing the most. Like, duh. Fucking duh. Um, anyways, that's, that was a good rant. That was a good rant yeah. on, on weapons. That's no. what we do here, right? As we analyze the actual mechanics fucking, of the shit. Yeah, we, absolutely. Excuse we me. are fucking intellectuals. Um, <laughs> the, the most dangerous podcast. The audio art. Yes. Um, now... All right, let's. Where the hell were we on? This I mean, I've, uh, I, I, as far as like spots, I've got. Uh, Payne takes a fuck. He eats a backdrop, a back body drop into the chairs. Uh, he also gives. Uh, so here's one. He gives uh, Toby a like backdrop suplex um, in the crowd, 
like yeah. into the chairs. But in classic Justice Payne form, Payne does not drop down with him, so there's no impact for Justice Payne to take. And Toby just eats shit on the back of his neck. So, yes, he does. It was a very not, does that not make to sense? reference. Yes, not to reference co- uh, current events in wrestling, mm-hmm. but of course we both watched. We both saw that fucking bump that Janela took in that weird ass table from that Luchasaurus choke slam, where he landed on his that. fucking neck, and it's like, how the where, hell do you land on your neck in table bump? Where was this? How many? T- it was in a little promotion that I like to call. Oh, oh, this uh, is from AEW. Yes. Oh, I didn't. Aaron. Okay. Well, everything have... Aaron's wrestling. <laughs> everything Aaron's wrestling. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I didn't see that. But so it's like a similar like one guy takes the bump, the other guy stands there. Yeah, it's just like it's like it's like I mean that's like similar and just like the idea of like. But did you watch I mean, that I'm like, show? I'm sorry. Did you I didn't watch, watch that. Sh- oh, I just watched the fucking battle royal because I just wanted to see how shitty it was. It was really shitty. We should watch. Uh, the, we'll watch. Maybe we'll hop up on on the Skype and watch the the the, the Rhodes brothers match together or something. We yeah. Um, record a commentary track for it. <laughs> um, yeah, it's 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 weird to see because uh, sometimes you can do a thing like that. Bray Wyatt. Not to shout out like a guy who kind of sucks, but uh, he didn't always suck, and he still has potential to not suck. Bray Wyatt does the thing where he lifts a guy in a vertical suplex and just fucking heaves him and doesn't go down with him. Um, like, there's cool shit you can do where, you know, I don't give a fuck, I'm just going to throw this guy. But Justice Payne lifting a guy for a backdrop suplex and then just letting go and letting the guy take a bump instead of snapping him over with his own body weight, like, that's that's a guy being a pussy, yeah, and there's no fucking way, and again, P- on dis- the floor, chairs, all that shit, where how the hell, there's no way, there's no way to prepare for, it. like, there's ways, like, you can take, like, l- like, when we mentioned Bray Wyatt, I thought you were going to bring up, like, his Uranagi, that, uh-huh. like, his, where he just, I mean, you just he get just fucking thrown, yeah, it's great. but it's like, you know that that's exactly what's going to happen, you, you have, like, an understanding of, okay, how, there's, like, no there's understanding. No, there's, there's no, no precedent no, for a back suplex where you don't go down with the guy. <laughs> so and it's like, so yeah, and it's, it's just, um, God, there's some good, there's some good weapons in this. Um, what's the best a, weapon? I will say this. I have another, I have another note here. Uh, God, justice pain just loves not going down on the concrete when he suplexes people. So I think he does it again later in the match with like a German suplex where he just turns and drops the guy. Yeah, you hit a German on um, Toby when they do because they do this weird. They do the spot where it's a it's like sort of a classic like avoid like with drop to hold and it's after he drop to holds him into the stairs I think. Okay. Right. Which and then he just does this sort of. It's supposed to be like a German, but it's like more like a release belly to back suplex. It's hard to explain because yeah, it's like fucking it's, drop down. It just bad. looks weird. A Toby just sort of lands recklessly. Because he's like, hey, he has no fucking way. I mean, how the hell would he have landed on that anyway? He would have, I mean, I, if he got, like, full extension, he would have his head on the back of the, the fucking guard. The spot will look better if the guy just goes down with him. Just, su- just yeah. commit to the suplex. Um, so, yeah, Justice Payne's ass gets shown. You were going to ask me about, well, we're not going to dwell on Justice Payne's ass. Um, but you you were asking about weapon spots. Like a, like a preference here or what? Um... You know, well, I, I, I the, the, the funniest spot actually to me happens later in the match when uh, Nick Gage just drops a fucking fax machine on Toby Quinn's head. Was it but a that, fax machine? It was a fucking fax machine, yeah. Okay. You can see the phone hanging out. 
That's so good. Okay, I just uh, thought it was a big telephone. Okay, cool. Um, <laughs> I do not I have bought, that written down, but yeah, hell yeah. But I think the signature weapon spot in this is the Easy Bake Oven. Yeah, sure. We we do have a shopping cart, uh, which is a very underused and fun weapon. Oh uh, yeah, you know Pagano, and, Raven versus Rhino from Backlash 2000. Like it's a it's a good weapon. Um, but yeah, I I think the easy bake oven is the is probably one of the key elements of this match for sure. Um, what is it? What's the? There's concussion number fifty. Concussion. Yeah, Eddie Kingston just starts counting as Toby Klein brains Nick Gage over and over, and to which because Nick Gage never falls, and to which Eric Gargiulo says, "It's like a car burning on I ninety five. It burns forever, but it never explodes." And then he's like, holy, <laughs> holy shit, piss! <laughs> oh so god! Um, and he just starts counting off. Concussion fifty. Concussion fifty one. Concussion fifty two. Concussion fifty three. Oh my god! Concussion fifty four. Concussion fifty. He's a really great commentator. Eddie Kingston is like he is. Yeah. He's just a very, like you know. I think I think what I said earlier. He's just the he's us, but unfiltered. Um, is is very accurate. I think he's he's so genuine, but he can also like if he, if it's like if he has the moment, so we will provide like insight. Oh yeah, and he's also smart as shit. Obviously, Eddie yeah. Eddie Kingston is a very cool and intelligent dude. And and he'll just provide off the cuff stuff like when uh because he's entered in I forget exactly what it was it was something is it him and Robbie Romano against Sandy I forget what exactly what it is and uh, turn him sure, to death but he's sure, bringing it's like, like don't that. bring it up back don't and then he says and then Gargiulo says to him well tell all right well tell your parents you love him it's like uh, I don't have parents I killed him three years ago so yeah, we'll tell your loved ones that his own parents, love right. don't love nobody he's yeah. <laughs> He's so quick on that. He's it's just so riffing on some shit that doesn't exist, and that's great. Because um, Eric Gargiulo, not an easy partner uh, to deal with. Because Eric Gargiulo is like, look, I love Eric Gargiulo. I think he's great at like, I think him and House had a great dynamic. But Eric Gargiulo is like a fucking dumbass. Like he is yes. not. He he does not, and he also doesn't understand the flow of conversation well. Uh, no. So he cannot be easy to work with. Him and John House, two like hardcore fucking dumbass dude, like just <laughs> <Yeah>. incredibly <laughs> stupid fucking Jersey fucking Pennsylvania like mongoloid motherfuckers. They worked well together, but like it is the it is a genuine Beavis and Butthead thing. It just <laughs> yeah. the, yeah. they can, it's like they will only exist. That's together. exactly if you right. Put them separate them. They cannot exist. Yeah. Like, but you put them together, oh, they, they complete each other. Yeah. Like, yeah. and it's... <laughs> it's not easy for Kingston to... But Kingston is great here. Um, anyways, let's see. Classic Necro spot of, I stand on the floor, you throw a thing at my head from inside the ring. Uh, this <laughs> week, it's, it's the Easy Bake Oven. Uh, <laughs> there's also an insane... And that's... So, I yeah, that was the first gif I ever made, was Necro getting his, getting the VCR thrown at his head. That is very much a, a spot that we will... I will talk about more throughout this episode. Um, so, Justice Payne gets suplexed onto an open chair and he turns halfway and this i don't know him. what it, yes that's oh my god that's my hesitating that, I, is he like is he like kind of trying to chicken out of the move at the last second he lands. is he not exactly um have awareness of where the chair is does he think it's the other way around yeah. maybe i don't even know because he is he blocked by toby it's bad I, it's bad he lands oh. side side first on the back of the chair and like he, so when he hits it, he pops back up. He stands up. Oh and he, my 
it's not selling. It's like the it's like I just broke my toe ramming it into the corner of the fucking cabinet sort of thing. Like he he, he looks he, yeah he looks like he fucking exploded. Yeah, um, and the crowd reacts in a way like they know that something they just saw something go fucking wrong. Um, it's great. It's great. Uh, it couldn't have happened to a better guy. Um, yeah. What do, where do we go from there? Double military press slam uh, over the top onto that wooden pallet. <laughs> Uh, which barely uh, even moves. I believe Toby's the one who takes that, right? Yeah. Yes, Toby. Um, so there's a lot of planks on this wooden pallet. Um, and so I I work in a warehouse full-time now, fucking five days a week overnight shift, which is why you haven't heard one of these podcasts in a while. It's because I'm trying to adjust to, uh, to, to to sleeping in the day and working all night, uh, which is weird. Uh, so I, But anyways, I work with pallets, like, all the, you know, that is my entire job, basically. And they vary in weight and density. Um, so these boards on this pallet are very close together. And you can tell by the way he barely even fucking cracks them that this pallet was designed to uh, transport a very heavy part, a very heavy yeah. piece of equipment. Um, and it's like, you know, it's fascinating. It's like, you know, you go to lift one, you go like, cause uh, a lot of, you know, I, I have to pick up a lot of pallets over my head and throw them into fucking dumpsters. And every now and then you, you go to lift one and you're expecting it to be light because the shade of the fucking wood is what you've been led to believe is a lighter pallet. Um, and, and, and then you, <laughs> you like pull a muscle in your back and you realize you need to get like something mechanical to lift this yeah, <laughs> or, or yeah. else you're like violating some union weight re- weight restriction yeah, and like the, um <laughs> the more of course the more um individual planks the more mm-hmm. that they need to be braced in with staples mm-hmm. so yeah it's, Gig- it's yeah those gigantic ass like i swallowed just one of those staples <laughs> i was like 11 swallowed a staple and, and i knew that yeah you say? Pencil to the back of the neck? Pencil to the back of the neck, yeah. And but no, I swallowed staples, one of okay. the staples. She's somehow, God fucking knows how I swallowed one of these staples. <laughs> it was when I was 10 years old, and I knew immediately I puked it up. Um, but I don't know how I did, but I was like, I Hell just yeah. swallowed a staple. It was like something out of like my bed, so it was like holding up these fucking like, two-by-fours. You, you, just, you just spit it up? You like just gagged yourself? and Yeah, I just I just like knew. Wild. I fucking... Yeah, I I, uh, I, so, I had experience. Let's just say that. <laughs> uh, that's a loaded. Uh, okay, uh, <laughs> I uh, so I in the fourth grade, probably the same age, around ten, I swallowed not a pin cap, but like the end piece of like a gel pin. Oh um, yeah, and, and it was actually. Have I told this story before? I don't recall. Okay. So it was during the, the dare officer was telling us about drugs actually in the fourth grade. <laughs> um, and so I choked on it. It was in like, it was like two thirty in like the a full school day. Right. And, uh, so like day is almost over. Dare officers there. It's like a free last fucking hour of the day. Easy. Just listen to this guy talk about peer pressure or whatever. And so I'm just chilling out, chewing on this pen. Like I always did. And the thing pops out, goes down my throat, gets caught in my throat. And the dare officer runs over and gives me the Heimlich maneuver, um, which, well, I won't go into it, but the dude was really hot and it was a bit of a sexual awakening. But regardless of that, um, it, him doing the Heimlich maneuver on me caused me to, um, not swallow it into my, like into my stomach. Uh, I don't really know the human anatomy that well, uh, but 
anyways, it it went down into my esophagus. Um, yeah. And uh, so we so basically we went to the hospital. Um, my my mom like went. Th- my mom, re- you know, rest in peace. God bless her. Uh, went through my fucking shit for a week. You know. Just thumbing through my feces, wrestling is gross. Uh, sorry, content warning, postscript. <laughs> uh, she just, you know, looking for that pin cap, making sure I passed it. Um, and then after a week, I started to get sick, and I still hadn't passed it. And uh, it was in, it went into my esophagus, and they had to do a whole, they had to go down with a scope and like a weird fucking mechanical grabber, uh, pull that shit yeah. out, pull it out of my lung, because I had taken it into my lung. I knew it was going to be in the fucking lung, that's some <laughs> fucking modern museum shit. I wish uh, I had the pictures, because they were endoscopic uh, photographs of it, just floating around in there, and I bet my scumbag of a father probably has them somewhere, and he laughs about them. Uh, <laughs> it's probably not true. He probably doesn't have it, and he probably doesn't even think about it. Um, but yeah, I, I think, uh, I think that's really, I'm really happy that you didn't have that staple go to, into your lung because <laughs> that would have sucked. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, uh, yeah, that means that that shit has no fucking give at all though, that, yeah, that's, God, that, that palette. That palette is and, oh, uh, and if I'm right, the, the way the chairs are placed, there, it's like also, oh, there's, there's way too much support for it. Yeah, it's like yeah. Hitting the it's ground. Like, it sucked. Yeah, I don't know. Who, it's like that. I don't. I can't imagine like how that got set up. But like nobody knew what the fuck they were doing. Well, they did wax. it before the match. We watched them do it. They just they were too into it. They were too hyped up. Yeah, wax. Wax should have uh, you know pulled a you know. Yeah, he should have had an earpiece from Zandig at all times and said, "It fucking separate those when it they're falling like, out of his ear because they're too stretched." Yeah, dun, dun, dun. Yeah. that's true though. Um, <laughs> and. Jesus, though it's ridiculous. Uh, um, we we got some other Don- stuff. I don't know what else. Yeah, Dewey Donovan and uh, Justice Payne go get a piece of the chain link fence. Oh yeah, that- it's like a whole it's like a whole panel of a steel cage. Yes, and fucking Eddie Kingston is losing his. I think this is the most like horrified he gets. And Which they is do weird some- because the bumps they take onto this are pretty safe looking. Yeah, they're not. I mean, they're not that. They're really not that bad. Like there's. Um, Justice Payne takes a back body drop onto it, and mm-hmm. it gives. It clearly gives, but it's like, I'd rather it fucking give. I mean, I, it's it like, still kind of bounces him a little bit. It's not bad at all. It's probably the yeah, safest bump he took in the entire match. Yeah, it's like, it's pretty, there's a pretty decent distance between the uh, a ring apron and the guardrail. Yeah. It doesn't, it's not like, yeah, it feels... Yeah, it's safe. it's set up across the, from the ring apron to the guardrail. We didn't mention that, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, they grind Necro's face into the chain link some. Gage leg drops him on there. Toby gets DDT'd off the apron onto it in a real sloppy fashion. The whole thing is a mess. Feels like backyard, but in a good way. Um, we get a really sick on-the-knees punch-out between Gage and Necro. Um, and then Payne comes in with a barbed wire bat and destroys Necro with a shot between the shoulder blades. Like, just swings at full force, Barry Bonds shit. Um, and so people usually pull their swing on barbed wire bat shots, and they probably should, because more than the sharp pointy bits, it's also just a fucking baseball bat, you know? It's yeah, still- it's, yeah, the, the point of it is, like, to, it's the barbed wire, like, yeah. especially with those, like, it's not like one of those, like, late Cactus Jack WWF uh, ones where it's, like, so tightly wrapped around and shit, mm-hmm. or it's like, like, they had, like, a, bu- it's like, no, it's just, like, someone just brought, like, 
like this is so cheaply made. This well, is, it, but like, it, it does have that blunt force impact though too. Like if I, it's like a, it's it, like if you use this in a certain way, it could very much be like a like a modernized version of the like medieval Morning Star. Are you familiar with the Morning Star? Yeah, yeah. Um, it's very but, much like a Morning Star to me. Morning Star is no, the but, right one, right? Um, it's not the, I believe so. Yeah. I don't know which one has the swinging ball and the chain. I believe the Morning Star is just a ball attached to a stick with spikes on it. A mace? Is it just a mace? I'll have to look it up. Um, yeah. Anyways, um, <laughs> what was I gonna? Um, but mace well, I mean, versus but, but, Morning Star. Let's just go ahead and look. The <laughs> go ahead. Sorry. But the thing about the barbed wire is that no, like, this is a Morning Star. The- I'm sorry, I keep interrupting you, but I'm a Morning Star is a club with spikes in its head. A mace is a club with heavy weight in the head. So a mace does not have spikes. A Morning Star is a spiked mace, basically. So yeah. There you go. Okay. So, <laughs> sorry. Um, but the point I'm is so that <laughs> for like the barbed wire, though, it's the effect of the barbed wire. It's not really yeah, about the bat. It's about the bat is secondary to the barbed wire because the barbed wire. Is, I mean, the bat is how you get the barbed wire in. Right. It's not about. I mean, I've seen. Um, but I the was original watching, purpose uh, of this kind of weapon is to 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 both bluntly strike a person in a full suit of armor while also possibly piercing it, right? Yeah. Yeah. So you don't, but like in in the context of a fucking wrestling match, you just get the bar, hit him with the barbed wire. Just, yeah. The bat is se- the is completely secondary. Yeah. 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 Good. Good analysis on that. Um. Uh, um fucking, we get a. Uh, a moth, well, we get like a, a Yakuza, a, a kick. Yakuza kick. Yeah. Yeah, because the mafia kick is the one to the side of the head. That's the actual truth. Okay. Yakuza kick is the one to the face. And we get a, uh, a Yakuza kick to the face. Ne- oh, yeah, gauge, uh, gauge on the Necro while, while Payne holds the barbed wire bat against Necro's face. And it's just in his fucking face and it's yeah. just the, the, like the wire gets loosened and it looks like it's stuck in, in, uh, in Necro's mouth, uh, which is really gross. Uh, and then, yeah, we get our, we get our big, our big finish, kind of here, um, our big finishing stretch, at least, as um, you know, I'm not the one that's so far away. You know, uh, God's yeah. back, uh, voodoo hits, and it's the monster Nate hatred, R.I.P. Oh, uh, for the record, um, was the would, do you think that the okay? So before that, we get this weird thing of the lights momentarily going out and in and out. Right? Was that supposed to be a part of that effect? Or I don't that just think like so. I think I think it was the power going out. I think you're right. Uh, this because this would have been the main event. Yeah, the lights like, flicker. Fuck. Like there's weird sound issues that happen. No, I don't think it was anything planned. I know it's perfect. It's good. It, 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 it adds to the effect. The fucking of Nate Hatred coming back from the dead after from seven months. Dead. But yeah. Yes, but uh, it doesn't seem like uh, it was planned, no. but it would have been cool as shit if it was. No. Uh, like, like our jeweler fixes uh, the commissioner. Is he trying? Like, is like the light? It's like a lights out match. Like, yeah. All right, that's a weird thing. Is Gargiulo never knew how to like improvise, so he never knew whether he was supposed to like. Should I address this or should I ignore it? Like, yeah, he doesn't know what to do. Um, yeah. And the, the monster, Nate Hatred. They chant for Wife Beater, so they want the other Hate Club member. But... Yeah, they fought. No, well, I thought. I think. I would have think. I would think that they might have known that Nate Hatred was coming back. So, and then he's there. Uh, but then they thought maybe Wife Beater come back too, and we'll get the face off. Because then the, the match that happens after this, um, in September is Nate Hatred and the Messiah. Wife Beater doesn't come back. Cause okay. Like, yeah, he comes back in. June 2006 for one match, and but it's not against sure. anything. It's unrelated. It's like one of the just like as a favor, he uh, breaks Danny Havoc in or something. It's fucking weird. And but <laughs> uh, it's just like I think like I think maybe someone knew, 
and yeah. then they see Nate Hager come. I was like, and then it's like wife beater too. Like, but then it's yeah. Like, well, we get look, Hager it's, it's the CCW crowd. They're gonna chant for wife beater regardless. They love this yeah, guy. They, He's the heart of a uh, marine. Um, never, yeah, ne- never question it. We do. <laughs> we get another reference to uh, Nate Hatred being uh, backed down by the policia. We Uzis. They Uzis, Eddie. Yeah, I missed that. Uh, cool. I, I, I so I guess that did happen, or Gargiulo was just. He just really loves saying that that happened and it didn't happen at all. Yeah, it's stuck with him. Uh, but yeah, he, uh, so he throws Justice Payne over the top rope in one of the wildest fucking bumps I've ever seen in my life. I posted a video on the, on the Wrestling is Gross Twitter. Um, sends him probably 10 feet through the air, face first through a timekeeper's table, which is not next to the ring at all. It's pushed all the no. way to the corner by the guardrails. Um, Justice Payne flies like a legit ten feet from the from where he launches, uh, just insane. And as usual, just when you think Justice Payne is bitching out, he does something nuts like this. Um, yeah, Lance face fucking first. Oh, yeah, not nice. a not a clean bump in any way. Uh, and then yeah, they uh, Necro and, and Toby bury Gage in chairs. Necro uh, falls off the top rope. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Almost he's dies. He's discombobulated. Yeah, he's lost a lot of blood, Eric. Uh, he climbs back up, somersault. He does the head point, which is so funny too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, he does the Arn Anderson head point, um, but it's like the Arn Anderson concussion head point. Uh, and then it crushes Nick Cage. Just um, his face, and- somersault senton onto Gage's head, and a ton of chairs. <laughs> and we got new CZW tag team champions. So, um, awesome match. I think this and the false can anywhere match really go together well and really, yeah, uh, really form like a cohesive story with each other and should be watched probably in direct succession. I think, I think all the matches we're watching here are good. I think these two are, I think this is a really nice pair of matches that should be watched by everybody. And of course they will be linked in, the, in, in the form of a VK in, of, in the form of VK links in the uh, if I'm stuttering a lot it's because I need to pee really bad uh, in the form of VK links in the uh, in the show notes so everybody check these out uh, post match announcement they're they're named Mr. Insanity Toby Klein and the Necro Butcher Dylan Summers which I don't remember him ever using the shoot name in an official capacity uh, yeah I it, it's I think yeah that's it's it's funny I think the, um, he because he like he was Necro Butcher forever I think he is yeah. the beginning team and and Texas was with a dude named Hellhammer from because like he's been Necro like, Butcher they, for a long time Texas also yeah, it, was a Necro Butcher yeah like he was like that was like a direct uh, fucking mayhem reference like out of the gate mm-hmm. um so yeah um but it's weird like Necro Butcher Dylan Summers is like if he ever got signed and like, it's also before and, he ever fucking was in the wrestler so it's not like he's got any, you know, like, legitimate credibility as far as, like, here's my stage name, here's my shoot name. Like, it's it was interesting. Uh, I just, it, it to me, it made me think, like, oh, yeah, the crazy tough bastards are real. CCW's real, John. Uh, yeah. this is, these guys are, this isn't that shit you see on TV. This is real. Um, yeah, awesome, awesome match. Really love it. Really love it. Uh, so, um, after our break... Mm-hmm. We will um, somehow have our worst match that's still fucking good featuring a massive upgrade from Justice Payne. Yeah, weird. Yeah, and we're also going to do some questions. We got some questions, so we'll hit those. Um, I think that's a good structure to do these shows in. So we'll just hit some questions uh, when we get back. We got a few, uh, and uh, we'll, we'll run through those in hopefully a 
decent amount of time. I do have to take a nap at some point because I got to work at uh, 11 p.m. tonight. But um, yeah, we're gonna take a little and break. And then we'll, yeah, yeah, and then we'll. All right, and then we'll be talking Taipei. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah. There we go. Uh, like the podcast, um, yeah, and uh, all all of all of that and more. Um, really, just mostly more of that when we return. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh shit! What is going on? Holy shit! Piss! It's crazy! It's so hot in here! Yeah. Yeah, just have fun? Yeah, talk about... I mean, uh, talk about how, you know, it's time to crown the king. Yeah, uh, right. It's Cologne. Oh, I thought you were going to say uh, Jimmy Lloyd, but <laughs> I, I think Jim, I think Jimmy will probably win, but it is weird because he, he has a TOD win, which is so... Yeah, but that's not... That's a different company. I know. The, the CZW and also with, does not exist. Yeah, and I mean, it really it really doesn't need to anymore. <laughs> yeah, no, we could we could do away with CCW entirely and nobody would care. Welcome back to Wrestling is Gross. Um, we'll leave that in. That's... Uh, throw it... I did, you know, I did message Brett Lauderdale um, and ask him if he wanted to, to maybe come on the show. And he was like, I don't really do podcasts, but thanks for the interest and the invite. Um, so shot down by, by Brett Lauderdale, which is a weird feeling. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, whatever. Uh, you know, it's, it was none a of these it was guys have shot. learned from Ford, have they? Yeah, no. We should, uh, people should be, uh, hopping on, on podcasts and, and doing fun stuff. That's what I think. Um, you know, who else is going to praise them? Uh, who else is going to praise Brett Lauderdale for, for his rise from referee to promoter? Um, just let us, let us adore you, man. <laughs> um, so yeah, we did get some it's, questions. Oh, it's the, uh, it's the, uh, Christopher line, uh, when he sees, uh, Scorsese. <laughs> Uh, Kundun. Kundun, I liked it. <laughs> Marty Kundun, uh, I liked it. <laughs> uh, right. man, yeah, that's, that's the good stuff. Uh, alright, yeah, we did get some, uh, some questions here. Uh, it shows seven replies. Is that right? Yeah. Uh, not bad. Not bad, considering it's a semi obscure subject. But I did put out the call on the podcast account, uh, for questions about the participants here. Um, I do want to start out with Kevin asked us a question that was not related, but I think is relevant, especially for the time. Uh, Kevin at Daruki Noy from the uh, Bad Wrestling Podcast, Friends of the Show. Do you think AEW fans would believe the Mox, the Moxley chainsaw spot is real if they do it again? Um, so this is an interesting question because, and he also sent me a, uh, he sent us a, the video of John Moxley like laughing and making fun of people who thought that the, and who is it? Is it him and like Thumbtack Jack or? It's brain damage. It's brain damage. Okay, uh, they did like a skill saw spot at a turn- tournament of death, um, where the, you know, he talks about how it was just he said soft as a, a baby's butt or whatever, um, and just making fun of people. And Moxley appearing in at the end of the AEW show has led. Obviously, you and I just last night in, in our group chat had a 
a semi-heated debate on whether Moxley's actually good. I would argue that he's not, but you think he is, and that's fair. I was drunk and feeling passionate. Um, but yeah, I, I think <laughs> I think if they ever did anything like that, people would lose their shit. Um, what, what do you, what do you yeah, think? Yeah, I- as, well, as you said, it was interesting. Like the Dustin Blade job, we the, like the response to that was fucking insane. Yeah, right? it was like it was a good Blade blood. job. People, yeah, of course. I haven't watched the match yet, but I saw. You know, you can't scroll fucking two pages down without seeing uh, gifs or, or at least screenshots of it. It's a is it is a good Blade job, and but yeah, this is like we just did a fucking show about him. You know, we we <laughs> like we know that he can do that. Yes, literally as soon as that match happened, I think actually not even before it ended, I uh, fucking uh, quote tweeted uh, our episode and said, "Hey, uh, reminder, something like yeah, that." Like, right. Just talked about how fucking great this guy is. Yeah. And how fucking the disgusting matches he's been in. Twenty five uh, years ago, he was bleeding like this once a week. Um, yeah, it, it, and I, um, in a moment of, <clears throat> excuse me, in a moment of, uh, my classic drunken gatekeeping, I said, but it was right. It was right. These motherfuckers have never watched Dustin Rhodes wrestle in a match where he wasn't wearing paint. Like, yeah, that, that's the thing is if you, if you've only seen him as gold dust in a very clean, you know, great, he's great in that role. He's a fucking fantastic wrestler and whatever role you put him in, but People don't know what he's capable of. Um, I think it'll be. I, I think that's the, maybe the most exciting thing about AEW is that they are, that they will be willing to to have big match play jobs, and that's cool. So I I will give them that much at least, and I think Moxley yeah, will will be good there. Yeah. If, yeah, if, uh, if he bleeds, I, if he ble- if if he's if they're gonna say you're you know I mean if, and it depends. I mean it it all depends on exactly. It's like. They have fucking Pentagon. It's like, well, Pentagon is all about how much he wants to do and how much he is asked to do. Mm-hmm. If you don't say, if you don't tell him to do, tell him to just go be Pentagon and just fucking gesture and like do taunts, and he's gonna be fucking lazy as shit. He's gonna suck. Yeah. If you say, hey, Pentagon, go, you have to actually go do something. But he'll try. It won't be perfect, but he'll fucking try. Yeah. Yeah. It's all about that. It's all about how much are you asking of and Moxley. He's not. I mean, he's fucking lazy because he didn't have to do shit. And how much would they He'll pay? Bleed him, right? How much would exactly. they pay if, Moxley? If, if he's gonna bleed, if he's gonna be like, all right, I don't, I don't give a shit. I want to have. I just want to go fucking nuts. Then yeah. all right. I think be I, good. I think it'll be interesting to watch. Um, I don't want to see him versus Jericho or Kenny Omega or Hangman Page. There's very few matchups there that I actually want to see with him, but. Uh, that's maybe partially on me just not thinking much of Moxley in general. Um, but yeah. Him versus, well, him versus Dustin. There you go. Yeah, sure. That'd be awesome. Uh, of course that'd be awesome. <laughs> Dustin versus everyone except Kenny Omega. Hey, Dustin could, Dustin and Kenny Omega, I'll watch that. Be, I mean, I would, but man, but, uh, <laughs> I don't know. I Kenny Omega, that son of a bitch. Yeah. Anyway. All right, uh, uh, we'll go. I, 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 the order that I've got these questions in, I, it's not the order they came in. But we'll start, uh, Mike Stocks, front of the show, at David Fix. Good, good username. He asks three questions. We'll just run through them. We're going to run through these as quickly as possible. Uh, do you support more wrestlers spending the better part of a decade in prison if it makes them a way better wrestler like Nick Gage? Now, I think Nick Gage, he did come out better, but I think he was always great. I think it's, it's, 
not my favorite thing to 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 think that Nick Gage is like a changed man. Um, yeah, no, I don't. F- I think it was more or less just. I think he's he's a different animal. Yeah, he came out with prison not, energy. But it's 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 not that he changed as much as everything else changed. Right, and yeah, people started booking him in a certain way. It was like it was a different guy. Um, but yeah, sure. I, I love, yeah, prison is good. <laughs> Official take. Uh, Jesus. Uh, all right. Does Toby Klein becoming an addiction counselor qualify as deathmatch wrestler survivor's guilt? Um, so I don't understand this question. <laughs> did he? Well, I mean, I think if he did, that kicks ass. Yeah, no, that's great. Sanity. Um, but, uh, maybe, maybe he feels, I mean, I think it would just be like, this is a this is a dude from fucking Michigan who's wrestled all over the fucking Midwest. I mean, we we talked Drake in that interview talked about like you know see like like he knew like J C Bailey, Trent Acid, and then other people who died for just I mean you probably I don't know I mean I think brain damage that, that was just because of concussion issues, but I think like. He might have had drug addiction issues too, and just dudes yeah. he knew just going on, just and just weren't the same, and like he just had to get. It's like, yeah, that's good. Yeah, drugs yeah. are for time and place. Yeah, but... they're they're great in in, in at, at times. Yeah, um, I, I like it. Uh, Deathmatch wrestler survivor's guilt. I don't know what that is, but I think it's an interesting concept that I'd love to hear you more uh, expand upon, Mike. Um, and then he asks, how many blue lives matters decals? Uh, Blue Lives Matter decals uh, does Justice Payne own, which is a really <laughs> less of an actual question and just a really funny thing to say. <laughs> the the answer is yes. Yeah, he's a he's a <laughs> he's a thin blue line guy for sure. Um, yeah, uh, Connor, uh, f- uh, guest on last week's, we'll say last week. It was almost a month ago. Uh, as all right now, uh, co-host of the Rotten Era Memory Podcast asks, where do you rank Justice Payne in the list of CZW champions? I mean, of classic era champions, uh, hmm. but is he better than Niles Sozio Young? <laughs> Fucking yeah. Is he better than Anthony Green? Jesus Christ. Yeah, he is. Anthony is Green he better? won the title? He had the title. He won it for 20 minutes when they did the oh, four tight champs and won it on best of the best. Best of the best. Oh, when I, fucking, I, I knew that. Yeah. Um, what's his face? Who came? Mance came in with it. Then Green won it. Then Star won it. Then Silver walked out with it. Let's Jesus roll through Christ. some of these right quick. Uh, Nick Burke won the title from Justice Payne in 2001. Um, lost the title to Tajiri on the same show, who then lost it to Zandig somehow. Um, so Nick Burke, better than Justice Payne. Yeah. Obviously, Tajiri and Zandig are better. We're, we're going to go through the people who might, who are close. Uh, Gage, Wife Beater, Lobo. Sure, Lobo's better. Maybe? Yeah. Who knows? Uh, yes and no. I think probably Lobo main events are better in yeah. the sense. Okay. But... The Messiah, much better. Uh, Ruckus, so much better. Super Dragon. Of course. Are you um, fucking kidding me? Yeah. Hero, Kingston. Drake Younger, B-Boy, Moxley. Here's one. Egotistica Fantastico, Robert Anthony. Oh, God. Man, I don't know. Uh, I think that's a pretty dead heat. <laughs> yeah, I think I'd rather, I'd rather have Justice Pan. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, Scotty Vortex, Masada, Gulak. Obviously, Masada's spotty, but Masada at 
at some point was way better. Um, peak of I take Peak Masada over Peak Justice Pain. I take Peak Masada over a lot of people. Uh, Tremont, Black G's, John Gresham, Leo Rush, Davy Richards, Shane Strickland, Chainsaw Joe Gacy. All these guys are better. Yeah, MJF. I want to say. I mean, Black Black G's era Sabian. Maybe. maybe I mean, that's. That's not Sabian at his best. Yeah, but, no, uh, for Peak sure. Sabian, the booty man uh, with ass. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> uh, hey, all right, so MJF. MJF is, is just pain. He but, is just as pain. Oh, yeah. He just, uh, is just I, as pain with a better gimmick and cleaner fucking take, offense. I would take just as pain because his just as pain is well, – I mean, have you ever seen MJF take like a gigantic bump? Hmm. Maybe. He took a he took hard way uh he took like blunt unprotected chair shot from LA Park. Uh, that counts, right? Uh I don't know, that's a that's pretty close. Yeah. Yeah, that's a that's another dead heat. So that's your that's your nightmare CTW World Heavyweight Champion three way is uh Egotistico Fantastico versus Lo versus Lobo versus Justice Payne versus MJF. That's your four way. Four corner survival. Uh, Bucket Gabe, um, and then yeah, Anthony Green. I don't think I've ever seen an Anthony Green match. Actually, I I know he comes out with two blonde women. Uh, that's about it. Mance, David Starr, John Silver, all those guys better than Justice Payne for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. Interesting question. David Starr somehow is better, but somehow more insufferable. <laughs> yeah, David Starr is yeah. If David Starr is the like leftist version of Justice Pain, I think we can yeah. say. Did uh, you know, I looked it up and David Starr has only been wrestling seven years and it feels like a fucking century. <laughs> yeah, he I is, mean, he's, he's been oh around the entire time. Like he, I believe he was like maybe one year in the business when him and when the, uh, the Juicy product began, became Yeah, playing. yeah, like that's, it's, it's, I mean, he had a meteoric rise and a <laughs> yeah, meteoric sure. plateau. Yeah, meteoric plateau. <laughs> Uh, I like that a lot. Um, uh, Bad Max asks, can you please explore the parallels between Necro Butcher and Nick Gage since they're the best-known deathmatch guys of their eras? Um, This is interesting because I think Gage becomes the best-known deathmatch guy of his era because of the... uh, because of being imprisoned, you know? Um, Coming out as a fucking world beater. Um, Yeah. And then Necro... Go ahead. I would I mean, of the... Like, his period... In jail, I mean, it'd be uh, Drake or Danny Havoc. Yeah. Or yeah. Tremont again. Or, I guess actually the best Tremont. one would be Masada, but I don't... Tremont's I don't rise know. came during that. Uh, and I that's mean, part overlap. of their feud, of course, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think I think Tremont is definitely the guy. Um, I think Tremont could be slotted in as, like, a number three there, and you might have, like, Nick Mondo and, uh, and like, Thumbtack Jack is weird like everybody knows about these people you know i think that's fair to say um yeah i think uh, the other interesting thing about that is necro became even more well known because of his appearance in the wrestler with mickey rourke uh darren aronofsky's the the wrestler a weird a weirdly like uh, uh sentimental piece of filmmaking that's very like spielbergian almost um have you seen the wrestler yeah, I like the wrestler, but yeah, it's uh, not because it's about wrestling. It's it's a it's an interesting like um, like middle aged character drama. Um, yeah, I think it's got I, I think it's got a very Spielberg sort of sentimentality. 
like a, it's think, almost like a Ron Howard la- film, right? Like Ron yeah, Howard Rob, directed yeah, that. Yeah, Robert, whatever his name is, I can't think of his fucking last name. The guy, the screen. I mean, he did Big Fan. I think he's he's good. Big but. Fan with uh, Patton Oswalt. Yeah, that's a fucking great movie. I love. Yeah, that I like movie, that actually. movie a lot. I didn't. No, know no, that again, was the same not because it involves Robert uh, the, Siegel. Is his name Siegel? That's right, because it's like it's somebody who's also the because it's the what's fucking you know the guy who worked for on SNL for five thousand years. Sure, um, sure, sure, yeah, yeah, and Smigel. it's like <laughs> right. It's somebody, some it's like or some stand up or something. I don't fucking know. You know what I mean? The point is that um, it's like I think he. I don't know. There's, I, I don't know. He's good. He's like Tom McCarthy. There's like sure. guys who I just who just do it for me for whatever sure. reason. Yeah, Tom they, McCarthy's they just, fantastic. Uh, yeah, Tom McCarthy also a good actor. Um, so, yes. Uh, yeah, Siegel also was a senior editor for the Onion in the late nineties, and editor in chief from ninety nine to two thousand three. Interesting. I did not know any of that um yeah uh it's an interesting parallel because they they uh they both got over doing the same things within the wrestling business and then became larger than life because of two very different paths um but yeah uh they have great singles matches with each other too if you dig far enough and my son is crying i think i'm gonna go grab that fucker can we hang on for just a sec yes all right just one sec Someone just ran a, drove a motorcycle past my apartment. Fuck you, man. My friend's son is crying. You son of a bitch. Um, but now, uh, Justice Pain, um, think about Justice Pain is, and we're not gonna necessarily keep this in, is that he's, uh, Shane Douglas, Ethan Page, Triple H, that's sort of his thing. And there's always that kind of guy around. And we, we don't really need that guy around. I don't know. Ethan Page is better than Justice Payne. Um, but, yeah, that's the same kind of guy. Oh, so sorry. So sorry. I almost told you to just keep talking throughout that. <laughs> I, well, I did. I, I reflected <clears throat> on Justice Payne and Ethan Page being the same guy, though Ethan Page. Oh, is better. yeah, for sure. Um, welcome, Jack, uh, second time guest. Jack, do you want to say something? No, he's good. Um, I also might have to change a diaper at some point in this podcast. Uh, wrestling is gross, Rest, folks. Yeah, diapers Rest, are wrestling sick. is gross. Is gross. Yeah, <laughs> um, uh, I got shit all over my hand yesterday. Um, okay, I'm out of breath because I ran up and down the stairs with a baby. Um, who wins between, alright, it's from Thomas Sankara at Ben Thrifty. Who wins between Justice Payne and Necro Butcher in an organized shoot fight? This is, this is pretty easy. <laughs> yeah, Justice Payne because he would call the cops. Yeah. <laughs> Great, fantastic, fantastic answer. Um, I was gonna say because he's a gun owner and, like, legally. Yeah. Um, uh, at Akil Khalid, um, when did CCW become bad? Well, that's a... It's not when DJ Hyde bought it, but here's the thing. CCW was always on the verge of being bad. Oh, yeah. It's, it's just... It's more like when does Zandig um, sleep in that day? When does <laughs> DJ Hyde sleep in that day? Yeah. Yeah, I think I think it comes around... Um, 
like 2013 or so. It's like it's it's not the Robert Anthony title reign, but it's like probably around the Black G's title reign. Um, and even then, you still had like Gulak and like obviously uh, Chris and Kevin started their show almost entirely based on New Heights 2015. I think it's around that era, probably a little bit before then. Um, but I, at the same time, of course, I mean DJ. I mean whoever the hell he had booking for him because he was was like one of the utmost promoters of. Grapple fuck. Mm-hmm. Love, I mean, they fucking put that shit on. I yeah. mean, they had, they sent that to Gabe's uh, fucking WWN show at uh, uh, WrestleMania weekend in 2014 at a European rounds match for the CZW title. I mean, sure. holy shit. I think people like, forget. I think I think DJ brought in Thatcher before Evolve even did. Oh, yeah, he did. Yeah. Like, it's, yeah. So the good stuff is always going to be there. I, I haven't watched a CZW show. Well, I watched Cage of Death uh, from December of last year, but besides that, I haven't watched the CCW show in a while. Um, but I, there's no way you know David Starr or whatever isn't having competent mid card matches. You know, there's always yeah, going to the be C- good stuff the, on these shows. The CCW thing is not is about highs and lows, and most of the time, highs and lows on the same card. It's not about consistency. It's about the fact that like. I mean, almost all of the people who would end up being stars in uh, Ring of Honor in the late 2000s started in CZW. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, and not even counting the fucking Briscoes and so on. Like, yeah. I mean, the whole CZW RH food, every, um, everyone except uh, Nate Webb ends up <laughs> in a star in RH, right? Yeah. Because and they were and the point is he, that they were getting fucking booked by Gabe. Yeah, and then he of course had to yell at Gabe on Twitter recently. I, I did anything ever come of Nate Webb? Um, the Nate Webb he, shoot tweets. He, he got the t- he got a title shot in Indianapolis. Good job, Tossin Perry. Great, yeah. fantastic. Um, the genius. Yeah, the uh, genius. The motherfucking genius. Um, too bad. Too bad about that show. Um, at Neighbor Money, Mania, finally, at Neighbor Mania, um, who I've gone on record on this podcast saying, I don't know him, I don't want to know him, he seems like a sick guy. Uh, no, at Neighbor Mania, a uh, friend of the show, uh, actually his avatar is that picture, uh, it's, a, it's a picture of uh, the pre-match of that L.A. Park, Dr. Wagner Jr. match, where Park puts the t-shirt of Dr. Wagner on a chair and sets it on fire and flips him off. Um, so that's cool. Hell of a match. Yeah. Um I thought ROH was miles ahead of of CZW at the time. Uh, now I have no desire to revisit ROH and all the desire to revisit CZW. Was I wrong about CZW at the time, or has the rise of fascism in the West made me a more violent person? <laughs> um, here's question. the thing. Yes, here's the thing. As we just said, all of the things that... Okay, here's the thing about ROH. Um, minus things like Danielson and Homicide... And I don't know. I guess the Briscoes when they were ha- when they had good opponents. The things that are best from ROH are the things that were not like the things that were most acclaimed. Mm-hmm. I think that's easy to say. Sure. I mean, like even as much as Gabe loved like the Jimmy Jacobs BJ Whitmer feud, it wasn't like fucking Meltzer loved that shit compared right. to fucking. Oh, they brought in Marafuji to fucking miss 50 kicks in a match uh four and a half stars 50 landed kicks <laughs> yeah yeah people were selling those kicks um they weren't making it <laughs> yeah i think it's it's clearly i you know i think 
the ROH stuff from the era is also really good, though. I mean, I I think yeah. you, I think you can look at mid card and opening like low card shit, and there's plenty to like on those shows. Oh five, oh yeah, six, R- ROH is great. It really I mean, is. like the best. I mean, like who's one of the best? I mean, the be- like one of the best guys in ROH at that time, Jimmy Rave. Everybody fucking hated Jimmy Rave at sure. the time because he actually knew how to get heel heat. And it's like, well, if you look back on that, it's like obviously that shit's good. The point is that Jimmy Rave that also was, another oh, guy who came in from CZW actually from of course yes. yeah all of the guys who all the stuff that's like was not the you know uh, I don't know like what wh- like the selling point. Mm-hmm. Is the stuff that's worth watching. If mm-hmm. it's like the Jed Next shit, you can mostly skip it, I guess. Sure. I well, you want to watch and, all the Roderick Strong and Jack Evans tags. Um, yeah, that's the right. I'm thinking of the right team, right? That's Jed Next. Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, yeah. Aries. You skip the Aries matches though. Yeah. Um, and definitely skip his promos. Um, yeah, I think I think you could you would do fine to revisit CCW and or ROH from this period. Um, what you really should do is just download, if you can find it uh, on the torrent site somewhere, download the complete ROH versus CZW 2006 feud DVD set, um, which I was putting on VK but got taken down from copyright shit. Um, so find it on the torrents. And, it's out there. <laughs> and I would just say, um, third answer is that IWA Mid-South was the best indie of yeah, all. Yeah, of course, of course. Um, <laughs> no shit. Uh, yeah. So there you go. Thanks, Neighbor Mania. Always, uh, always hits us with a good question when we need one. Um, I'm hearing footsteps upstairs. I, uh, I don't want to. You uh, talk about talk about IWA for two seconds, okay? I'll be right back. Okay. So the yeah. Okay. So the thing about IWA, of course, we talked earlier about uh, dream matches. Sort of just you know, uh, hey Scorpio, you know, let's book him against Loki. All right, and it was a great match. Uh, but the thing of it is just like you. I mean, Ian Rotten just, you know, you, you get your death matches and then you get your really good, uh, technical classics. I mean, to bring up Scorpio again, that dude, th- that's not a man who's taken a light tube shot to the back and yet him in 2008, some of the best stuff in any indie, I mean, one of the best indie runs ever. Uh, and then, uh, it's, that's your balance. It's, it's like, um, and uh, there's also, and of course, you know, it, it's really about taking chances. I mean, that's why CZW, while not like relevant, will have its moments of relevancy. And like when CZW has an uptick, it's because they took a chance at someone. Like, what was the biggest, what was the mo- most important CZW thing in the last like f- three or four years? It was the Joey Janelle Leo Rush feud. Who they, just like Leo Rush was a what? Yeah, like one or two years a year in the business, not even. Um, and Janela had been around for fucking forever, but finally just says, "Screw it, I'm just gonna do all this stupid bullshit, and I don't care. Let's make it or break it." And they had a bunch of ridiculous matches that were just a ton of fucking fun. They're just killing themselves and everybody in the match, and that's that worked. That got CCW. Hot again. That is the most famous match from the show where they fucking brought in its Sushi Onita. Is the Joey Janela Leo Rush final clash. So there you go. It's, it's always about the chances. CZW right now is in a weird place where the, it's like they're pushing, it's like push Blackwater. Who the fuck is Blackwater? Some <laughs> Who the fuck gives a shit? 
yeah. at the same time. It's like, what if we, in a year, we look back and it's like, oh, Blackwater, that guy who's now, who Joey Mercury got signed to Ring of Honor somehow. Oh, that guy's great. Yeah. Who the fuck knows? I haven't seen a Blackwater match. Well, I have no idea. I, I don't either, but Blackwater, when he's in best of the Super Juniors, because uh, bu- uh, fucking Bubba Ray Dudley put in a good word for him with <laughs> Gato. Like, there you go. Who goddamn knows. Thank you for vanting. It sounded like you, you took quite the journey. Um, my daughter opened her door and is not napping and is awake. Somehow my wife did not wake up. So I've just given my daughter her tablet. She's going to play upstairs by herself. I've got Jack sitting on my lap. And uh, this is the most stressful podcast I've ever recorded. Uh, <laughs> let's, uh, yeah. So that's your questions segment. Um, you know, sometimes this is this is see this is truly why we haven't done one in a little while is because I don't know when the fuck I'm supposed to do it because nobody cooperates. <laughs> um, uh, how's my how's my audio? It- I've got one one earphone hanging off. Do I sound oh, basically sound- the same? You sound fine, yeah. Okay, I want to make sure this is basically the same. Uh, okay. My microphone is now a uh, slightly shorter distance away from my mouth. Um, but yeah, thank you, and uh, thank you everybody for sending questions in. Uh, I would I would like to continue doing that because it's a lot of fun to to engage. Um, yeah. So yeah, we've got a. Uh, our third match tonight. I don't have a lot to say about this one, to be honest. I don't either. Um, there's, it's, it's good. It's a shattered dreams match. Okay. Originally supposed to be the third, uh, hate club, um, tough, crazy bastards match. Crazy there's tough a pre match. Yes. There's a pre match <laughs> where, uh, angle where justice pain says, I don't want to do this. Cause it's, it's t-, but it's like, you already agreed to it. And he's, he already has the fucking glass on his hands. So yeah. Jesus Christ. They've and got a he, fancy new entrance ramp, but yeah, this opens with Justice Payne decking a fan. Yeah. A, and a fan in quotes. Yeah, someone who didn't make it out of... Uh, <laughs> out of the dojo. The, the, yeah, I was going to say, yeah. Uh, Quack uh, didn't, didn't, like scared him too much, I would, I would think. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. So they, uh, too so, passive-aggressive at, at the Starbucks in King of Prussia. Yeah, he, well, Quack threatened to have sex with his little sister. Um, fancy new entrance ramp for the arena, though, and uh, it's looking good, looking fantastic. Um, yeah, but Payne gets ejected by Maven Bentley. Uh, Maven Bentley. Maven Bentley. Um, I assume this is probably just some bullshit, like Payne didn't want to do Panes of Glass. Uh, but, like, they booked it months in advance and had to figure out a plan B the night of the show or something. Yeah, it's And very... Shattered Dreams, can you explain what that is? Uh, Shattered Dreams, the great name. Um, it's Taipei Deathmatch plus four panes of glass and buckets of shards of glass, which are weirdly there, because which is really funny, because in the context of the match, like, Justice Pan already had his fists taped up and glued with glass on them and then there's just these buckets of glass and then when jc bailey comes out to be uh his replacement he and uh a hell of a fucking visual honestly i love this visual just shoves his just pot shoves his glass hands and into yeah his taped up fists into this broken glass um it looks cool as shit i love jc bailey we yeah he's JC fearless bailey. man he's totally fearless and um, I love that. Just, yeah, and I mean, I guess he had advance, but I love the idea. It's just like, yeah, of course I'll just fucking do this. Yeah. Should you care? <laughs> I was doing this already. Um, this was already my plan tonight. I wasn't even booked. I was just going to stick my hand in some glass. 
uh, uh, you know, shoot up, put my hand in some glass. Um, uh. Now, <laughs> um, talking about Taipei Deathmatches, one of the things about Taipei Deathmatch is interesting is, okay, so this is clear glass. The thing about, like, an IWA... It's like most it's part. like beer bottle glass, right? It's like exactly, uh, yeah, and like green the original brown. Yeah, and because it's much, it's more visual. Yeah. You, if it's clear, you can't fucking see it. So that uh, the type of death matches we've talked about is a fucking sick match. It's a kick ass match, and I mean, this is some close it's tough fighting. To work, though. It's tough to work. And yeah, exactly, and it's like, but that makes it even worse because it's even less visually distinct. But it's like all these shots. It's like it's just people just sort of getting ticking glass and it's like even weirder so this is kind of a cold crowd yeah comparatively but at the same time it's like when something happens i mean necro drags jc bailey back first for the fucking glass on the floor after they just pour the buckets of glass out everywhere yeah which That's eric says this is a new twist in the taipei deathmatch usually they don't pour the glass all over the ring which is really stupid <laughs> it's easy yes. it eric uh, there's also, like, early on, Necro is just backhanding JC in, like, the stomach area and the tummy and the tum-tum with the, uh, with the glass hands. Um, yeah. Which is, like, a, you know, I, I think, is this the first JC Bailey match we've talked about on the show? No. Um, we, we did. Oh, Drake. Ta- barefoot Fun Tap with Drake. Drake, yeah. Of course, of course. Um, Necro stabs Gage in the balls with a broken shard of a table on the outside, uh, and then he right as, right after he does it, he slips on a steel chair on the ground and falls in a fun bit of uh, uh, incidental deathmatch slapstick. Um, uh. And then yeah, so the the big spot of this match, and I think we've agreed that this might be the gif. I'll have to I'll make a few gifts and we'll we'll decide but uh gage puts necro in the corner facing outwards towards the post he's facing the post lean up against the buckle uh, uh gage leans gage and pa- uh, gage and bailey both lean a pane of glass on his back and gage hits it with the chair yeah as uh, bailey break. on the other side of the post has uh, necro's hands yeah okay so he's he holding can't. his hands right um glass does not break uh, so he hits it like five more times <laughs> until uh, the chair finally shatters the pane of glass. And you see the imprint of the chair on Necker's back when it finally uh, uh-huh. falls through it, which I, I would assume is also the imprint of some glass shattering beneath it. Uh, but like that took some motherfucking force right there. Like that is that is a hard shot to do that after trying over and over and failing. Um, and then and then the next uh, pane of glass spot goes perfectly it's toby doing his airplane spin uh death valley drive yeah. into a propped up paint on on gauge yeah explodes immediately it's like exactly as it should That's at some point great. in this also bailey stabs and slices necro's back with a really large shard of glass um and it's like there's something about I've, I've got the dvd through the pain here afterwards but um there's something about J.C. Bailey as he does things like this, and I think it, what it is is he's like just such an expressionless psychopath. Um, he's like constantly so doped up that he often doesn't react like facially to anything in any way, and that just makes him yeah. really scary. Um, he's like just a guy absorbing punishment, and he's just like a fucking empty vessel, uh, which and is then, sad. And then you, also, yeah, but, but you also, and then you'll hear him and like, yeah, like. Like just barely, and he has like his goofball Kentucky accent, mm-hmm. and he's and his like all of his silly tattoos. Uh, yeah. He's so weird, but he's he's like magn- sadness he, to him for sure. Uh, but he's he's fucking great. I mean, and all the spots oh, yeah. in the uh, it's fucking, like there's he does a double uh, stomp through the fucking pane of glass onto like right onto uh, Toby's butt 
looks like it sucked ass. Yeah, and then, um, you know, I mean, he's fucking biting, biting Necker's back. I mean, yeah. Jesus. It's yeah, close. It's, it's good. It's good shit, but it's just such a hard work match to work. But yeah, it's, they tried. I mean, four guys who are going to try for damn yeah, sure. For sure. And uh, I, this is where I realized that the standing on the floor while someone throws uh, some weapon over the top rope onto you is arguably the signature necro spot of this era because he does it again. Yeah. Where he's And in the first episode of the show, I described it as um, when you're going to perform a fatality on an opponent in Mortal Kombat where they're just sort of like going, woo, like back and forth. <laughs> um, that's kind of his deal. And he does it. He did it with the easy bake oven. And here I believe it's just with a chair. Um, yeah, he takes one one to the ch- arm and then Jason Bailey has another chair and then creams him over the head. Yeah, yeah. Getting th- uh, thrown over the top rope from inside to him on the floor. It's great. Um, and there's going to be a fun spin on that in the next match, actually. Um, but yeah. What finish here is a goddamn Necro hits a Frankensteiner off the top um, onto Bailey through glass. Um, maybe the shittiest looking top rope Frankensteiner I've ever seen, um, but kick ass nonetheless, of course. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's 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 not about execution. Yeah, no, the glass breaks. It's all that matters. Bailey pops up, Pen- gets beat with a lariat. Pen- yeah, nice crooked arm lariat. Yeah. Uh, axe bomber. Yeah, uh, nice and lariat, definitely. And this because this, but this is and then. You know, we get like a ten seconds of celebration. Justice Payne comes. Uh, uh, Justice Payne doesn't come out yet. Um, well, they're right. So he comes out. I will say, I I do want to say, uh, the booking of this was confusing to me at the beginning. I didn't understand Bailey's inclusion uh, beyond. I just don't want like Justice Payne just didn't want to touch broken glass. Um, but I guess the idea here, in addition to that, is to for someone to eat the pen. Uh, to keep the hate yeah. Also, and and it made sense in the sense of um, he and Necro had had a like a second like Necro was running two feuds that year in CCW that um, and after JC Bailey turned on Chris Cash and the rest of Team Cash sure. um, okay, for the Ultraviolet Underground title. Yeah, so that. they had a bunch of matches. Um, yeah. So that he was the he was the natural Necro opponent. Oh man, Miami Vice has ended. Son of a bitch. What a what a good movie to have on in the background. Highly recommend watching <laughs> Michael Mann's Miami Vice in the background while recording a podcast. Um, lots of people get so, post match sees Zandig come in. And He's got half a six pack like dangling from one of those dolphin killing can holder things. <laughs> yeah. Eric says, well, I thought he was missing. Which is weird. Did you hear Eric Gargiulo <laughs> say, I thought he was missing? No, I didn't really. That's so like, bizarre. Like Zandig was like on the back of milk cartons or something. Like it was a really <laughs> yeah. weird line. Um, Amber, John Zandig. Yeah. Oh God. Like, well, <laughs> what? How do you lose a Zandig? How do you, how do you lose a Zandig? Yeah, totally. Um, hilarious lines. Of course, that's what you come to expect. From our boy, but man, just hilarious all the time. Um, trying to figure out what I'm going to put on now. Um, talk about this. Uh, talk about this post match, if you will. So Zandig, he's coming out and he's like, "Yeah, Zandig, you can't fucking <laughs> hear what I'm saying because it's terrible. <laughs> hey, I'm cursing a lot. I'm yeah, you hear fuck a bunch of times. The accent. Uh, and then he turns on. Uh, Necron Toby because they don't represent the real CCW. Justin yeah. comes back out. It's 
fucking stupid. You um, do get that part though. You can you can hear that part specifically because um, you hear him him say that that they came from out of town and Gage and Justice Payne are dedicated to CZW. Which is um, bullshit. Justice Payne left for fucking XPW. Yeah, right. Or no, he's not. Right. Not for a second. Yeah, Justice Payne. paychecks, which I respond, sure, but Messiah was dedicated to CCW way more than fucking his ass ain't isn't out there. You don't give a shit about Messiah, do you, Johnny? <laughs> you know, uh, I was telling because uh, Emily, my wife, asked me um, what the uh, what the plan was for the show today, uh, who what we were covering, and I explained because she knows who Nick Gage is. She knows Necro Butcher. She knows Necro because she, before we even met, she watched Card Subject to Change. Um, the documentary with turn acid and um and she knows nick gage because prison you know like she's interested in that guy he's cool um and but she was like justice Payne is such a stupid name who the fuck is he <laughs> and i was like you know the best way i could describe justice Payne is he's kind of the czw triple h uh, yes a guy who's not that good but is inexplicably pushed um even not that over not really that yeah. over ever just, just a completely strange decision by the boss uh, to to put him in a in a position to to constantly be uh, uh, presented as a top guy. Um, and she was like, "Okay," like she understood that <laughs> like immediately. Yeah, um, yeah. That's that's like the layman version of who is Justice Payne. And he comes back in with a pair of nooses. Uh, why is Zandig so into people getting hung, man? Like what? <laughs> it's a class, and it's we had a classic CZW beatdown that. Where the heat is gone. Yeah. Like, there's two kinds cares. of uh, indie beatdowns. You get, like, a wild side beatdown where you get fucking... Yeah, you get fucking Jeff G just constantly going off and shit. And it's just... It's, like, the, that fucking crowd in that fucking middle school who's just losing their shit. Yeah. And to see Onyx get beat down for the seventh time that fucking month. Yeah. Uh, but, and they're, like... And, uh, and then, you know, but then, and sees up where it just goes on forever and the crowd just dies. Yeah. I'd and like to there's put a re- on Ryan Johnson's brick, by the way. All right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Zandig is just yelling and cussing. Um, Justice Payne destroys JC Bailey with a chair shot for no reason. Like, you know, just full on concussion shot. And I'm laughing. I can't, like, justify any of this. <laughs> And then, yeah, then we get Joker. Comes out in this fucking desert camo army fatigues, attacks the boss in the hate club, and the crowd seems confused because I don't know if they even recognized him. He hadn't wrestled since... 03? F- no, no, oh, he came back uh, because he was part of the... Cause it, oh, he um, came back Cage of Death with uh, Cash? No, no, he left right before that again. So he, the last time he wrestled was the night of infamy uh, before. Okay, okay. So, yeah, um... And he chose, and he picked Sexy Eddie to be his replacement on Team Cash, because that's what would have been the thing, after Blackout turned on him. It's so weird. And then he immediately rejoins the Blackout, but it's... Jesus Christ. CCW. CCW. But uh, here he is a babyface, and man, uh... He's a babyface he war that. veteran. Um, and yeah, uh, Justice Payne takes another insane Jerry Estrada over-the-top bump. Um, and then Eric says he should have stayed in Iraq. He was safer in Iraq. Um, yeah, there's, there's some promo happening here. There's some capital P promos going on. Um, Necro gets on and talks about break, you can break my nose and knock all my teeth out, but I'll keep fighting or something. Uh, again, it's always really hard to tell what they're saying because the audio is 
incredibly bad. Um, and then yeah, Joker gives his his big line. Do you want to do you want to give a, a personal it, reading? It's a it's a dark line, uh, appropriate for this Memorial Day, isn't it? Hell yeah. Uh, you know, you know, on that, and we'll be in that cage. But unlike in Iraq, I can't kill someone and get away with it. And the crowd doesn't react. Has, <laughs> and fucking Necro gives like does has like this like. What the shit was that, dude? Yeah. Almost. I can't kill people here and get away with it. Yeah, and when but Necro so, looks it's at a, you, it's an amazing line. Yeah, it's great, the it's record, fantastic. It's so good, but it's not a baby face line. No, well, not. certain kind of baby face, sure, but sure, sure. it's it's a very Shank line. You, you know, uh, Phil Schneider. Yeah, when he listens to ten years. We'll appreciate that. Yeah, it's a very much like a, you know, what the? It was so weird, it, but. Choker kicks ass. Uh, he is my problematic fave. Um, he's seen some shit, but I liked him before he saw some shit because sure. of a, a Cash Joker. I yeah. and he's just a great wrestler. Cash and, Joker, uh, one of our one of our favorite matches. Um, makes me sad. Um, but we'll talk about him more in our next match. He's in our main event time. Um, Rip Lenny's feet. Yeah. No, we we're taking Lenny's feet. Okay? Lenny's feet. No, I, Lenny's, I, we have custody of Lenny's feet. Uh, nobody and else could do it. Nobody else wrote songs about Lenny's feet. Okay, you know who did that? I fucking did. Yeah, um, and we also have the question of what is the best match in all history, which we won't ever answer. No, we sure won't. But you know, you know what the answer is? It's uh, Finley versus uh, versus Sammy Callahan. It's easy. Yeah. Um, yeah. So the main event here on our show about the tough, crazy, crazy tough bastards uh, versus the Hate Club. We've set it up here. Nick Gage, Justice Payne, and the boss, Zandig, John Zandig, uh, versus Necro Butcher, Toby Klein, the crazy tough bastards, and Iraq War veteran Joker. <laughs> yes. Uh, Team Zandig versus Team Joker, officially, yes. In the cage okay. of death. Team Zandig versus the- Team Joker. Okay, sure. Yes, which is very funny for how, but, you know, it's <laughs> That's not worked so out. That's stupid. <laughs> no, were Joker yeah. and Zandig feuding? Uh, no. Okay, so it's just, I, he just wanted to face a, he just wanted to put himself over a fucking war veteran. Uh, yeah, cool. and, well, I mean, the point of his Joker, like, having, like, he's back and he sees this shit, and he's like, no, I can't deal with this fucking shit. This isn't, I didn't, I didn't go to Iraq for this. Uh, <laughs> or more importantly, Incredible. I didn't fucking, or more importantly, I didn't fucking get fucked up in a million matches to see this bullshit right. uh to see you putting over justice pain right because right. <laughs> uh the, the backseat boys left because you fucking because oh, they, yeah they're not around here are they? It, yeah exactly weird. like that's all and it's uh, weird how, are, how so much of the talent like so much of the 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 people that i associate as like lifers and ccw are gone by december of 05 like it's kind of crazy um, yeah, or in super reduced roles, like yeah. like Adam Flash is around. Is he? It, is he still around at this point? Yeah, there's the Pandora's box, which is one of the weirder things. I, I just it okay. didn't make any sense and didn't go I don't anywhere. Know what that is <laughs> exactly <laughs> with like Sanjay Dutt and Messiah. It's totally weird, stable. Cool. It's like the recreation <laughs> of the high five, basically. Great. Um, and like it's and just sort of it's very weird, and it's like. The, the running theme, theme on commentary here is like Garjula basically putting over Sandy because there's something. He's, after, yeah, he's really into the boss. After and the, the commentary for the post match, like he uh, basically puts Zandig and the Hate Club up as the heels because they are. They are the heels. The yes. heels. Uh, in this match, and he got a memo, 
And by memo, I mean that uh, the dig threatened to throw him down a flight of stairs yeah. if he didn't put them over as at least babyface enough. Yeah. And totally. as much as Eric, as much as Eric Gargiulo loves to like brag about being a CCW pioneer, he's not that fucking stupid. He's not like. He wouldn't have suddenly changed his fucking tone completely. Yeah, he's also I, alone I, like, here, so he's got no one to play off of, and that's tough. That's like, imagine like recording a podcast alone. Like, it would just be yeah. all of your worst tendencies would come to the forefront with nobody to check you on your bullshit. Like, yeah, it's, it's if, a bad scene for him. Yeah, and if, if Kingston was was um, opposite, like, he would have immediately cut off all that shit. <laughs> yeah. Dude, yeah, I, how long have Kingston I been? Kingston on commentary by himself would have just been inaudible screaming. Uh, <laughs> It would have so, been perfect for this match, yeah. Hell yeah, hell yeah. It uh, would have been better than what we got, for sure. Uh, so this okay, is definitely, so, in my opinion, one of the smarter setups for Cage of Death. Do you have... This, you, you go oh, ahead. it's a beautiful It's a beautiful setup. Um, is it a 16-sided ring? Uh, I, I've got it as octagonally shaped. Uh, so yeah, it's octagonal. With, it's, it's an octagon, but with um, posts every... At, like, every corner's uh, and every side is free, so God knows. I don't think it's 24-sided. Okay. I, something I, I ludicrous. So. Octagonal. <laughs> octagonal. It's an, it's, yeah, it's an octagon, but I, I forget exactly how many sides, but okay. it looks great. So it looks it's the yellow great. cage is around the ring on the floor, so there's room for them to fight on the floor. Uh, there's like three strands of like security barbed wire at the top of uh, the, the surrounding cage, which is always a cool visual yeah it doesn't get used it's cool to see it um there uh on two sides there are tables uh to the side of the ring with uh on one side uh a pane of glass is hung at like a 35 degree angle above those tables and on the opposite side a net of barbed wire set up set up in the same manner um there's scaffolding like platforms about six feet above the top turnbuckles on two corners there's shit hanging off of said platforms like a barbed wire bat uh and then the turnbuckle pads on three sides of the ring have thumbtacks glued to them which is a really cool idea hell Um, yeah and then in the other corner there's just a mess of barbed wire um and And of random random instruments of destruction laid around and of course because this is cage of death in the middle of the ring cactus plant yeah, there's some cactus happening here. Some cactus. Which Nick Gage immediately kicks out of the ring, and Necro picks up. Is like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> when yeah. he makes his entry, comes out, which is really funny. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, this is War Game style staggered entry. Uh, we start with definitely the best possible one-on-one matchup with Necro versus Gage, uh, and they start slow with some some brawling, and you know you get your first blade job pretty quickly. Um, not a lot to say about this until it gets like fully, you know. Since until everybody's in, um, but yeah, it's ne- a cool. Yeah, I mean, you get like uh, Necro and like and, and like a standing a stand up punch out. He does. It's a full on hockey fight. He pulls the shirt over Gage's head and just starts going after. That's it looks really great. Yeah, the, there's another like hockey fight, like sort of like level with him and Zandig. Yeah, clearly not Zandig making any the- shots, but. Yeah. It looks kick ass. It looks the good. Entrant, and the crowd pops for him, crowds way into Zandig, and his punches fucking suck for sure. So him, he can't punch, but is it looks, awesome. 
it looks great. Oh, but it, like, he look, can't Necro beats punch. the shit out of him, but Zandig keeps on his feet. Uh, he yeah. gets rocked in the jaw like ten times, real fucking bad, and he yeah, we, stays uh, up. So continue. Necro gets some shots on. I mean, he gets in a fucking be- a couple of beautiful fucking kicks when he has uh Zandig up against the cage. Yeah, which you don't think about Z- uh, Necro as a kick guy, but man, those fucking body shot kicks to the that that the, the iconic god of the icon um <laughs> yeah. you know they look great uh um joker is uh second out mm-hmm. for the baby faces he's a house of fucking fire he's throwing elbows he looks great yeah uh, i thought he, he does... was wearing toby's leopard print shorts at first but it's just camo yeah <laughs> um he does uh he grabs a, ba- a barbed wire baseball bat and Starts headbutting it into Zandig, which looks fucking, which is a class, which is now like sort of a classic spot you see in Big Japan all the time. I associate that mostly with Little Abbey, where it's like the light tubes and stuff. And I honestly think it looks like shit a lot of the time. Mm. It's weird because it doesn't often go, it doesn't go off as well as it should. It's hard to break the tubes. This he has Zandig in the corner and he is on the metal rope and he's just laying him in. It looks fucking great. Yeah. He looks kick ass. Um, yeah, he's great and, in this, this whole match for real. Um, and then, uh, I don't, I think this is the only time we get an I don't know anything. Uh, well, alright, so it, before but, that, uh, I do want to say Zandig's hair gets caught in the wire, which is especially impressive since his hair is reaching a critical, uh, anti-mass um, yes. just almost completely thinned out like his hairline is like a, a 0.8 on the Zandig scale um, which is his own scale that he created and at this point he's right there uh, at um, near, nearing the peak uh, but yeah Justice Pain I don't know anything by Mad Season of course the classic meme from CZW fans from 18 years ago when someone would ask hey what's uh, what's Derek Frazier's theme song or whatever like people would ask what's the entrance theme for uh, Eddie Valentine, and people would just say, I don't know anything by Mad Season. Uh, it was a really good, really good joke. Really fantastic stuff from CCW fans. Yeah, um, good song. he is, he Grunge. is wearing, he is wearing a, uh, hoodie, and, and I don't think he get, bleeds once during the match. He might, uh, uh, I have him down as, as, getting a little color but we'll he talk. does a little but it is so funny that like he can't even he can't even get cut on the back and he also right. has this thing that's also impossible to just take off yeah like basically for someone to just rip it off of him yeah uh, well he's an innovator of the cage of death of course eric says he's in so eric says uh eric gargulo on commentary says he's injured some of the greats here in combat zone wrestling which i guess <laughs> is supposed to make him sound badass but mostly just makes him sound sloppy and dangerous <laughs> sound like a fucking dipshit yes <laughs> so <laughs> fucking funny um yeah and then then the, so this is about the point uh toby isn't in yet he'll be in very soon but this is about the point where uh, the big the big bumps begin to happen. Necro gets mother effing bombed over the top into the barbed wire net, which doesn't budge even slightly. Uh, just sort of detaches from the larger cage structure. structure. Um, yeah, I guess it's better. It's kind of, Go ahead. Yeah, because it's hooked to the apron, sort of. Yes. Like, not well hooked, well, but also, it's like, wait. The, the wire's pulled extremely tight on this thing. Oh, um, it's an ex- it's a very fucking well put together yeah, uh, Caribbean yeah. spider net for sure. Construction but, workers and dig. He's he knows yeah. how to make props. Um, this might be the peak of construction workers and dig. I mean, we'll see some no, later. No, it was suspended. Let's not. Yeah, suspended but this is, is beautiful. This is this is this is very good. This is more like structurally sound, but that was more of a vision. Um, yeah. 
So, like yeah. we're seeing, I mean, Zandig will like, will I mean, he'll he'll lose, you know, his fastball, and we'll get like, uh, Cage of Death nine, we fucking, which is an eight man tag with a single ring, I don't and it's a fucking shit. It. It's uh, it's. You don't uh, have to tell me who's in it. I'm sure. It's yeah, it, I'm just saying. I don't need to tell you who's in it. <laughs> it's a shit show. Cool. It's like got one scaffold. It's a lot of guys are good in it, but it's just impossible when to fucking he, work in that situation. Sure. When he figured out that um, the the best way to do a cage of death match was to have a lot of guys, and then to compensate for that, you also need a lot of space. That's the peak of the of the COD, right? That's like that's why this and the uh, the Chris Cash. Uh, I don't even know who's in it. Chris Cash, Jack Evans, all those guys. And, yeah, uh, the uh, Team Cash Blackout. Let's just go. Team back. Cash versus Blackout. Yeah, uh, and and of course the the Cage of Death Five suspended. Um, those are you know the craziest ones because they knew how to use space. Um, so the uh, uh, Joker gets military pressed into the wire. Uh, just they they just keep throwing into that fucking spider web. Zandig can lift some fools. All right, Joker's not a little yeah. guy. Um, Zandig is. I'll tell you what, this guy is a true heavyweight. He's not like Schlack, um, which is proven true like moments after I write the word heavyweight um, because ne- Necro gets a hip toss on Zandig into the wire, and finally that tightly wound barbed wire gives way and just buckles under Zandig's ma- massive uh, girth and volume. Um, and then Toby's end the match beyond can truly begin. Um yeah, I, this is it, it, this is one of the better ways to do one of these matches. You just hit stuff constantly, right? Yeah. Um, Gage gets back, body dropped over the top through the angled panes of glass, suspended at ringside, down through the tables. Really clean looking spot, uh, like in the clean in the sense that it was perfectly executed. Incredible bump, but that's like the yeah. only thing clean about it, obviously, because he goes into a bunch of glass. Uh, Justice Payne, at this point, I have written down that he does seem to have bladed at least slightly. Uh, he does, um, I think when, uh, he does take, uh, Joker, pile drives him for the other table, another pin of glass was gauge. Yeah. Only went for the one, because, I mean, it's fucking hard to go for both. It's, I mean, I, I also think that would have been a much less clean way to do it if you had broken both. Yeah. The, right. The, uh, yeah, yeah, so yeah, Joker gets He might have, like, fucking missed the tables, for all yeah, we know. Um, right. So yeah, all right. So Joker gets belly to belly into the buckles with the tax glued to him. Uh, answers back with that with that pile driver through a, through a pane of. All right, so it's like a he. All right, this is hard to visualize this. Um, Joker on the floor puts a pane of glass on top of a table. Um, stands on that pane of glass on top of the table, pulls Justice Pane up, lifts him for a pile driver, and somehow pile drives him through the glass in the table, uh, which is like one flat surface. And it's just like uh, extraordinary when you consider like the care and uh, and like grace that Joker and Justice Payne had to have had to take to not shatter the pane of glass by like stepping weirdly on it. Um, yes. and it's a really high end pile driver too. Really, really well executed pile driver. One of the it's also the match. it's also worth noting the thing that we keep talking about like the Justice Payne thing is that willing to take bumps even if he half asses them, but mm-hmm. like not like he took like. A, like he got uh, in one of the first two matches. I forget which. I think it might have been the first. Uh, Toby Klein pile drives him into, like on a onto it, 
a tr- upright plastic trash can, which I imagine was fucking miserable. Yeah. Like, the thing just bends. I mean, he would have taken a lot of sharp objects. Yes, like, that would have been fucking horrible. To, to actually, that would have hurt, like, shit. Um, and it's like, there's a reason his br- younger, by, like, two and a half years, brother, is still wrestling, even um, even though he has bled literally to death in the ring. Yeah, yeah, he took and the smarter bumps, even though they were the scarier bumps. Like, he took, yeah, even, he took the sharp bumps that weren't going to, like, take years off of his life, except for that one time that he died, of course. Yes, but, and, like, they weren't going to compress his neck all the right. way fucking down. Right. Um, uh... You get some, I mean, there's a lot of just sick, I mean, th- th- they really use the hell out of the uh, spider net. Yeah, they really do. Uh, so yeah, so Joker's not a full, I have, I'll just read this verbatim as I wrote it. Joker's not a full-time deathmatch guy, but he bleeds a shit ton here and bumps into the wire numerous times. Um, the spider web in general, um, even, like, even though it gets like completely busted to shit, uh, and barely propped up on anything at all. It becomes a sort of go-to prop for whenever they, like, find themselves near it. Um, yeah. It's like, I need to hit a move to keep the pace rolling forward. Okay, I'll do a hip toss. Okay, do it in the barbed wire net. Uh, hmm, time to shift the uh, the offense onto Zandig. Better suplex me into the barbed wire net, boss. Like, yeah. And then, uh, so yeah, they get a lot of mileage out of that. That's a well-constructed uh, piece of equipment. Possibly the sickest moment in this match for me is when Payne is grinding the the loose barbed wire from the corner into Joker's face, um, and then Gage hits uh, runs and hits a very high speed face wash boot scrape into the wire um, into Joker's face. I don't know if that resonated with you. And oh yeah, Joker has some fucking good screams with the barbed wire. He's very expressive, and yeah. and this he really puts over. And he actually does put over the idea that Gargiulo was trying to sell that, like, of, like, lack of experience and how, gotta pitch the perfect game and, <laughs> uh, but, like, that, like, whatever, like, irrespective of, like, this whole bullshit of, like, well, this, this is the classic CCW versus, you know, the Johnny Come Lately's, like, it is, <laughs> like, legitimately a ton of experience in Cage of Death versus, no matter, like, the talent level of these freight, zero. Sure. Which, is a story I can accept that and Joker really puts over the fact that he would like he does not have he has like the one death match he had with Zandig that was like supposed to be his farewell and then that's it yeah. he, and he hasn't wrestled any fucking forever in CZW so um like he but he's good here though he's really good he's really good um this has uh, another one of those classic deathmatch slapstick spots um where Necro is in the middle of the ring, and a ladder just comes flying in from outside, uh, over the top rope, into the ring, and just smashes him in the head, which uh, which is a really good gif that I'll be posting, uh, and is extra funny when you consider it's the direct inverse to the usual spot, where he's <laughs> outside the ring and getting something thrown at his head. Here he's inside the ring, and someone throws a ladder from outside in. Um, incredible, like just incredible callbacks. Um, I don't know if it was even on purpose, but, uh, so Justice Payne throws Necro over the top to the floor. Uh, so he's going for like a pain thriller, which is a, if you're not familiar with Justice Payne is just like a, uh, an angle slam. Uh, and, uh, but he, I mean, yeah, it's, it's a worse, it's sort of like a bat, a back suplex, but with like some 
pump handle into it. It's sort of hard to explain. I think it's an English pump slam. Hand- I think it depends on who he hits it on because he doesn't hit yeah. the same ever. Like no two pain thrillers look the same. Also, what a name. Um, the uh, <laughs> he lifts him up and then just sort of heaves him over the top rope. And Necro looks like he almost breaks his ankle on the floor on the landing. Um, and definitely fucking hits face first. Yeah, and yeah, then definitely smacks really hard. Um, and then about ten seconds later, Necro's back in with receipts because he beats the fucking shit out of Justice Payne. Um, just I think that might be the biggest pop of, in the yeah, match. Crowd goes nuts. Uh, so that's the thing. Yeah, the crowd goes nuts because everybody in that building saw Payne's sloppy bullshit. They want this dude to get fucked up for real because, like, you know, you fucked up, dude. It's time to get your ass beat. Um, and yeah, that is a, definitely a highlight of this match for sure. Um, yeah. So I guess, you know, the best cage death matches are the ones with the most re- relentless pace. Uh, and this one does as much as it possibly can. Um, I'll say this and- about like most cage of death matches. I've found in my experience that I'm usually left slightly underwhelmed by the, I guess, I don't know if I'm using this phrase the right way, but by like the sum of the parts, um, I'm usually let down when I th- reflect on what actually, like, whether it's just bad pacing in the final stretch or the inevitable CZWS, like, a logical heel turn or maybe a face turn towards the end, uh, or just the fatigue of everybody, of all the participants, just slowing things down because they've been through so much already, because uh, everybody shot their wad in the first two-thirds of the match, right? Uh, yeah. But if you break down spot, spot to spot all the crazy shit that happens here... Uh, or in any of these crazy ass matches, it's pretty kick ass. Quite good. Um, I don't know. How do you feel about like the way these sort of? Yeah, I mean, fell out part of it. Year? This the way this is is really well. I mean, like the construction of the cage giving like a ton of room on the outside to mm-hmm. basically. So it's like they could always fight, but they don't have to fucking run at each other. They don't have to sprint across rings. Um, sure. And, but they can still like or. Like, with the Cage of Death uh, 6, like, that has, like, the two rings and the separation, which leads to, like, a great, like, some cool bumps in the first match. It's not good. It's, like, barely anything in the second one in the UK. The, 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 the Hate Club match? The Hate Club and... What's the, the, yeah. the second Cage of Death match there? It's... It's Hate Club versus... It's Hate Club 1.0 versus Hate Club 2.0. Okay, so it's Pain and Wife Beater versus Gage and Hatred. Um, yeah, I don't think I've seen that since it happened. I think I saw it that when the, when the tape first came out. Um, yeah. Yeah. The, it's fine. This, yeah. this is a great physical uh, structure, a great layout uh, that is conducive to, you know, just really high-end brawling and, and you know, moving your focus of attention from... Uh, like one one of your opponents to the next seamlessly as you wander around the ring and navigate through fucking broken glass and barbed wire. Um, it's it's and really it, good. For and that. it puts it in a situation where all six guys can be in the ring, none of them can be in the ring, but the faction still feels focused in yeah. a way. It feels. Um, it is also weirdly false count anywhere in the cage. Yeah, they always make apply- these rules up as they go along. Yeah, it's <laughs> the like ref literally is never like on what's going to happen here. Yeah, like, uh, Necro has, he has the visual fall on fucking Justice Pain after. Sure. Uh, uh, but Derek Sabato, like, has, like, because he doesn't fucking know that they're, yeah. and obviously, like, the point is that they're not going over anyway, um, right. so. Well, but it's like, yeah, who knows what the, the rules weren't announced at the beginning of this thing. Like, remember when we watched, uh, Kitchen Death 5 suspended, we, 
we were completely unclear on what the rules were. Is it elimination? Is it getting all your guys back to the stage after like is it like a is it, yeah, it's relay like, race? Like Yeah, it's like most but then like when Flash and Wife Beater, like did they re enter the match? Yeah, and then right? it's, it doesn't it's make mess. any and it doesn't matter also. It doesn't in that case it certainly doesn't matter because what matters is the hate club is back and then uh Nate, uh, Nate Hatred says, uh, use and, uh, anybody. Like, he's, like, real. <laughs> he's Nate Hatred. Um, yeah. I'll just play the audio from when I did the Nate Hatred promo at the end of that. Um, yeah. So we get Dewey. Uh, we move into our finish here. Dewey's having a gasoline orgasm. Um, oh, what a line. What Eric says, yeah. <laughs> um, Zandig and As, Joker ascend. Yeah. Because, okay, so Joker set up a pair of tables. He has a ladder. I don't know exactly, because he just has him. I think he would have just gone for, like, a leg drop or something, because sure. he wouldn't have. I mean, I don't think you can uh, get that immense frame. Even a guy who is pretty functionally strong, like Joker, okay, like, slug around a dude like Brain Damage, who's big. I don't think even that, like, getting... Uh, the dig up on your shoulders to fucking pull off an assault driver. Mm, sure. Likely. But, uh, Zandig... The Joker driver, all- right? Yeah, the Joker driver. not even driver. an assault driver. It's like a Rubik's well, Cube. No, it's the same as... The, it's the same as the assault driver. It's just... He just... Because it was... He just was going to call it that, I guess. Because I don't know. Oh, I thought... That he, name no, got- I think it's a different move. The assault driver, you grab the arms and they do a full flip. Um, but... They, no, they land on... You still land on your head or back. From, I don't know. They're, I'm not with you on this. <laughs> we'll, it's not we'll a one-winged angel. That's the point, is that the one-winged angel is the weak version of either of those two moves. Sure, sure, sure. Uh, but anyway. Uh, yeah. We get our so only Zan- proper mother effing bomb here. Yeah, and... What's a mother I effing bomb to you? To me, military press slam into it doesn't have to be sit out like 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 a falcon arrow or something mm-hmm. but it just has to be like ah like zandy lands with the opponent and this he lands with joker to the side emerald sort explosion. of like an emerald explosion exactly yeah. but that counts to me because it comes off of the military press i think i think that i think it's uh we're talking mother effing bomb uh v1 and mother effing bomb v2 <laughs> yes. you know it's like the psycho driver um yeah off the scaffold through the flaming tables. Uh, another classic crazy fire spot for this show. Um, holy shit, piss. Shit's crazy. It's so hot in here. Um, the Fei Wong cover of the Cranberry song. Um, yeah, it's, it's a hell of a finish. Um, but then, I don't know. It ends and I just, I feel almost nothing. Because I and I think a big part of this, like why this feels slightly less special than it should, is because Zandig put himself over here for basically no reason. Like, yeah, there's no he reason a- for the heel hate club to win this feud, or for Zandig to beat a fucking returning veteran who just came home from Iraq. Yes, who I mean, of your like, is, who the fuck is who are you betting on like to be the guys in your company yeah you would be betting if joker is going to be fucking around and he was in 2006 him toby and necro yeah no put joker over, over yeah put joker over the boss let him win the fucking belt or something like that seems like the thing to do that seems like the thing they've positioned to do joker comes out of you know i was gonna say obscurity he comes back from fucking iraq um 
and, and gets put in the main event of your of your biggest show of the year. Uh, yeah, after they the name last the time team he was after him. After the last time he was a cage of death, he and Chris Cash, who's yeah. now dead, who um, Cash was dead by this point. Yeah, he died in August uh, twenty. No uh, shit. Okay. And this guy came back and like this is I mean uh, it's completely and I mean you get Gargiulo bitching about that we got a guy in a friggin' mask who's the world champion the guy in the mask who's your world champion is Super Dragon yeah <laughs> most a guy who would be, literally is the mo- one of the most over fucking guys in yeah. CCW history yeah. because he kicked ass and I mean imagine a, for the record a Super Dragon's ending match would have been really fucking kick ass. Yeah, that um, would have been something. Again, he, yeah. <laughs> a less athletic version of Dragon versus Necro. Yes. Yeah. Uh, uh, who, I don't know exactly who's getting put over there. No. <laughs> that ends as a double count. That yep. ends as a well, double, not a double It just doesn't end. The bell never rang, John. Um, yeah. <laughs> so there you go. That's, that's a weird ending to this feud because the, the tough, crazy, crazy tough bastards sort of take a back seat. Um, but yeah. This, I think I think this is a really good uh, snapshot of of what CCW looks like in the middle of the last decade, as far as like the main event scene is concerned. Um, obviously, we've touched on Super Dragon, Kevin Steen, like a lot of like you know Hero Kingston, really incredible non deathmatch stuff going on there too. But I think when you think CCW, this is the kind of stuff you're kind of envisioning. And I think this is a really good example of what this could be sort of at its best. Um, you know, without light tubes, of course, but you want yeah. that, just watch the, watch the Delaware shows. Um, yeah, I think, I think this is, it was, a, I had a lot of fun going back and watching it. I can say that for sure. Um, and you know, and then, but we, then I mean it, but it, even if it's like not like the perfect ending with, you know, Oh, it's far from perfect. <laughs> Yes, you know, it's just, you know, the, the heels go over, it feels, you know, and it's like, oh, Lobo, and then you get, and Zandig, yeah, and it's just like. it's so weird. I don't know. Um, do you have any, anything you want to touch on? Uh, right? I, I just love this. I think it's like, as, like these matches are great. The. Yeah. We're going to put them all in links in the, in the show notes. Go watch them. The Klein Necro team is so good. This, I mean, them and Joker as that six man, that's like what maybe the best team assembled in a cage of death. I mean, maybe cash is, but even that, that's like five fucking guys or whatever. Yeah. That's like four guys actually. But still, like in terms of like what you would put in a cage of death, like that's like they had to run two cages of death that year. Yeah. They had to have the high flyer one and the death match guys one. Yeah, like, which this one is you a, remember, right? Like definitely yeah, exactly, the high flyer yeah. one. Yeah, but if you had to put like a death match, like this is the best of the death match team, like for, for sure. sure. Yeah, this is this is a uh, you know we get the we'll, we'll probably cover the Zandig Lobo um, Gage Lufisto match at some point in the future. I really like that match, and but for the most part, these like old school CZW guys, they didn't they weren't the ones having the great cage of death matches. They really weren't, unless they had a lot of other guys in there with them. Um, this is a cool one. I really like it. I really like this match, and I really like this, this stuff. Um, yeah. The, um, Zandig yells about how CCW is going to be returned to its former glory, which I feel like I've heard him cut that promo on every show from 01 to 2015 when he come, when he comes back to bury DJ Hyde alive. 
Yeah, what is CZW's former glory, John? Yeah, yeah. like he calls out Lobo, uh, and so Lobo, Lobo's here. Is Lobo versus Zandig a great feud? Is it an actual great feud? Like, no, it's just it's just they're just two paunchy weirdo Italian American weirdos. <laughs> yeah, willing to jump off of high things. I remember being fucking stoked for Cage of Death Four in uh, in two thousand two. But like, is there anything actually good between those two? Maybe we should do the complete and accurate Zandig versus Lobo and answer this question because I don't have a, I honestly don't have a clue anymore. Um, and yeah, we get a very long Zandig shoot promo where he talks about you know bleeding black and yellow. <laughs> Uh, Lobo says, like, these assholes from Kentucky and Canada can go fuck themselves. Um, I don't know who's from Kentucky. I don't know. The whole thing goes on for too long. Um, and I began skipping ahead in the video because I was really bored. This <laughs> is rambly as hell. Gets almost no reaction. Uh, Necro gets up and does jumping jacks. Um, I don't know. The whole thing is very strange. Did you watch this post-match? I did, and it was just like, man, shut the fuck up, John Zantig. Yeah. Oh my god, you fucking this, pudgy bitch. <laughs> this 48-fucking-minute file could have been 38. This is a pudgy-ass file. Like, It just goes on and on. And, you know, I think this could have benefited uh, from from something that we're both familiar with, this, uh, this rambling epilogue of bullshit. Uh, it could have used a good editor coming in, you know? Nice, yeah. nice editor coming in. And just cutting it abruptly. 